Yep. Uh, I, I know. I listened to a lot of podcasts where it's just like uh, they were about like meaningful shit and trip stories and things like that, which I've always like enjoyed. But like they never really got into like changing people's lives. Like I listened to one today that was just this dude that wrote a book on psychedelics and like self-described scientist and psychonaut and like uh, said he's tripped like over 150 times. So did the guy running the podcast, but they, they went right into like the details of like the science of it. And I'm like, I'm fucking dumb and lowbrow for the most part. <laughs> I mean, I got a shit tattoo and you know, on my leg when I would have like any sort of like existential dread, which I think creeps up on all of us at some point, some, heavier than others when you're all ADD and shit. Um, and, and it was like, I always wanted to know what these people were before and what they were after. So that's kind of like the, the, the dawn of it was like, you know, people who do things that give them meaning uh, beyond this world, and but they get meaning from it. And then if people understand those stories, then they, they, they can kind of pull something from it. Because yeah. like, like this dude here, he, he died once. Uh, so he, he ate an entire box of some sort of drug that he shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> and died for five minutes and had an NDE. And he just happens to be a good friend of mine. So it worked out that we did this. Yeah. Um, you know, and just just shit like that. Like, but I can't I can't replicate that. I mean, I could I'd be a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, you're old enough to know flatliners. Like I was talking about that, like they really kill 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 each other and come back. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like for the things that we can't do, uh, or can't experience, and sometimes it's just kind of cool to share it with people so they know what's what's up. So absolutely, absolutely. Cause I even like, you know, a lot of people, it's like DMT and shit. Like when I was younger, I did LSD and mushrooms and a bunch of shit, but I don't know if I could do it now. I'd probably just freak the fuck out, but I've done like a, um, like a float tank and like, you know, sensory deprivation shit. Like I want to do like, um, was that holotropic breathing, holotropic breathing, where you like basically have a trip from just breathing weird. So it's like, I'll book something with them and then talk about that shit. So that's kind of the gist of it. So for you guys, it's like, you know, I think that the, the paranormal and stuff is, is, can be comforting because if you believe that that's a fucking person, that dead person like in front of you and they're dead, then you're like, I guess there's something like that's, yeah, that's right. a cool thing that's to see. So like, that's kind of like where all this spawned from. So like yeah. just, but that's why, and like, you know, I saw you guys online and then I saw you were uh, doing the, the, the sanatorium in town. It just kind of happened to be that way. So it was like, yeah. that was a kind of a cool coincidence to come out and meet you guys. So it was an awesome yeah. experience too, by the hey, way. Yeah. Awesome. Sure, enjoyed it. We'll be back out there in about a month, freezing our ass off. It's going to be cold. <laughs> yeah you know what like i think i already told joel I was like i kind of want to do it again because i think i mentioned to you guys that there was a lot of like it felt like a tour at first because it's just fucking cool to see like yeah. before uh anything else like it's just such a cool yeah. place and like especially when you go to the room with all their stuff in it it's just like oh. i accept oh, that yeah everybody turns into a photographer so <laughs> it's crazy yeah it, it's, it's really room. walking you know in a place that is just forgotten i mean they, all of their stuff is there like the first time we went there that's all we did for the first half we just like you said walk around and take pictures and like go through stuff yeah i it's, it was just overwhelming and then like yeah. uh we were old and like i said your 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 some of your peeps made fun of us for trying to leave uh <laughs> it, was, it was funny like it, yeah, was, it was a good time a lot of these people come to these events are, are cutthroat they're ruthless I you was, know but oh go ahead i was gonna say i always say um it's like Reading from a textbook about a tuberculosis hospital, I mean, it's one thing, but going to a tuberculosis, uh, tuberculosis hospital, walking the halls that the patients lived in, you know, hearing the stories firsthand, it's way different than reading it from a textbook, you know, just yeah. getting that in-depth experience. Yeah, yeah and I, 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 it's kind of weird because we did that tour where they obviously purposely didn't talk about the... The, the history and they didn't give us the, they made jokes about what you know what the spirits and stuff would be but right. yeah I, I think it would be interesting to go back at some point and actually hear that history too because yeah yeah we were old and we 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 didn't get to to experience it as much but 
I don't know. It was it was a cool place and it was a it was a good time. So yeah, maybe we'll end up going back out when you guys go and yeah, I think uh, it's the third week of November we're back out there. They're not posted or anything yet, but it's that that week like the weekend before Thanksgiving. Nice. Okay. No, it's a kind of travel too. We're going to a prison in New York the week before that yeah. might not be open for much longer. Yeah, like that normal stuff. Gonna get closed down. Place is massive though. It's up by New York City. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not able to do that one. Well, yeah, we're we're, we're uh, <laughs> We're in Indianapolis, so like that—that that, that was like a two-hour drive to get to the yeah. sanatorium, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was—it was cool. It was like this—this this fucking dude fell asleep on the way back and left me just. I did not mean for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so he felt my felt weird because you came in back. We were just shooting the shit. Yeah, no, it's all good. We're best friends. You didn't know we we're talking <laughs> all, all that shit. No, I'm glad you got it. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get to you know talk to Dylan much while we we're there. Like I kind of uh I I felt like a, a some sort of ambush journalist like uh, going up to Steve like. You don't remember me? I emailed you, Apple. <laughs> uh, I didn't do that, but I was just like, I and again, I didn't care if you guys did it or not. I was, just, I we were going to go anyway. It was a fun time, so I'm glad that you get to get to talk to you about it anyway. Absolutely. But glad you guys enjoyed yeah. it. And I, you know, and, and as far as like uh, your show goes, like I, I enjoy it too because it, it feels like uh, the YouTube channel Haunted Nights uh, is is. I feel like it's also very. Uh, I don't know, like you guys don't go in there like and try and scare the shit out of people or something. Like I like that you just kind of go in and do the thing. Because yeah. I I've watched a bunch of them before, but like you don't go and go ah yeah. everybody it's yeah. gonna be the creepiest night. What's yeah. this over here? You just yeah. go in and just do the thing, and I was I I really appreciate that when I when I was watching it. Like it's a, a lot less BS and like uh, pageantry. So yeah, I don't know if that's right. a compliment or not. I'm not. No, sure. yeah, definitely. When we get to a spot, it's funny. Every time we get there, we're like, hope it's haunted. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like yeah. I hope we get something because if not. Oh well. Like, Sometimes we go to spots. We'll be like twenty hours from home, and nothing happens. We have to sit there and film for like twelve, fifteen <laughs> hours, like praying that something's going to happen to make an hour long video. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're over there, like blowing on a cat ball, trying to get it to roll <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like hope, there's a, hope a big truck drives by or something, shakes something. Yeah. So I guess like well, you know, it's it's two of you. This is new for us. Like this is episode number six or seven so but uh, so questions are for both of you so we'll just kind of go one at a time and if your question's not if your answer's not good we'll we'll sound a buzzer and then you'll stop talking and then we'll just go to dylan so go that's, that's, that's how it'll go yeah. i'm assuming okay. steve's gonna go bad so we'll have to go to dylan for most of that <laughs> no but like i guess like um how did you guys even uh, get into like paranormal stuff to begin with i know i read your bios yeah because you have a website but like i don't know i guess i'm curious like where that started yeah, so for me at least, I was uh, I was actually super young. I was about five years old, and I was sleeping down at my grandparents' house. Uh, they were both still alive at the time, and I was sleeping in the bedroom. My grandmother and my sister were sleeping in the living room uh, on the couch, and I woke up in the middle of the night because I felt something poking me. And uh, you know, I'm five years old, so I just kind of wake up and rub my eyes, and I don't know what time it is. I'm like, oh, maybe it's just time to get up in the morning. I have no idea. And I, I looked at the end of the bed and there was um, an older woman, a little bit heavier, sitting off the side of the bed with her legs off to the side. Um, she had a shawl on and like a hat with a veil in front of it. And uh, she was poking me in the leg with a cane. And it took me about five seconds to realize, you know, that's not my grandma. My, one, my grandma is, doesn't have a cane. Two, she's she's very tiny. She's like a very petite lady. She This didn't look like her at all. Um, and I didn't recognize this woman. So... I panicked. I freaked out. I was five years old. I just kind of threw the covers over my head and uh, I would peek out like periodically throughout the night and she wasn't there anymore. Uh, but I never fell back asleep. Couldn't, couldn't go back to sleep. My grandmother comes in early the next morning, says, you know, why are you already awake? And I, I told her what happened. She said, you, you had a bad dream. It was a nightmare. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, but I was, I was positive that it wasn't. I mean, when she was sitting there, I could see the indent in the bed. I know that woman was there. 
and it stuck with me. It, it messed me up for a while. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do sleepovers. I wouldn't sleep in my grandma's house again. I wouldn't sleep at my friend's house. I was just always afraid that if I was somewhere other than my home, I was going to see this woman. About 10 years goes by and uh, I'm back at my grandma's house. I'd been there a bunch before then, but uh, we were down there for Christmas and she had put out an old family photo that I had never seen. And I stopped and I said, who's that? And she said, oh, that's, you know, your great grandmother, my mother, she passed away right before you were born. And I said, that's the woman that was sitting on my bed when I was five years old. In the picture, she actually has the hat on with the veil. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was like, you know, I, I never met this woman. And my grandma kind of smirks and looks at me and goes, well, you were sleeping on her bed frame that night. So it makes sense. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> that just it blew my mind. And then all the shows came out and I was like, wait, people go and do this. Like people go and look for this and try to find answers. And so I started my first group in New York here when I was 16. I started a nonprofit here in, in upstate New York. When I was but when you were younger, did you, did you dismiss that? Did you ever tell people about it or did it just like come up well, later? I, yeah, no, I told my parents, like I told my mom and dad and everybody about it. Um, I didn't really talk to my friends as much about it, but I wouldn't sleep over at people's houses and they never knew why. Like I would go try, I would try to do it and it would be, you know, have a great time all night, whatever. And then right when it was time to go to bed and the lights went out, I would panic. I would freak out. Even at my grandma's house, I was like, I'm going to see, I'm going to see this lady again. Um, and they always just kind of let it go, blew it off saying I had a bad dream. And so I was like, no, that that's the lady. So that was your first encounter and that sparked all your interest. Yeah. 100%. Oh man. That's wild. I am. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, I still get like goosebumps when I, cause I go down there all the time. I'm actually going there for dinner tomorrow night. Um, and I always get goosebumps cause the, I mean, the bedroom's still there. The bed's still in the exact same spot. They, you know I mean? They've lived there for 70 years. They haven't really changed much. And so I, every time I go over there, I always, I always go and like stare at that room. And I'm like, that's, that's where everything started. That one little room in my grandma's house. Holy shit. Well, Dylan, how did it start for you then? So, I mean, I grew up watching all the TV shows, you know, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, all that stuff. And I'm a huge history nerd. So, I mean, you know, it's just kind of like a perfect match. Um, I actually went to one of his events when I was 12 at a house like 15 minutes from here. It's like an old historical house that we went on. We went to like on a middle school field yeah. trip or something like that. So I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to do a ghost hunt there because I've already been there. You know, I kind of know the history. I want to see how they kind of blend together. And from the first investigation, I was hooked. So I just kind of kept showing up. And he's like, yo, if you want to like come help us run these events that, you know, help us out of town, I'm like, yeah, sounds cool. And um, I've been doing it ever since. Yeah. It said in your bio, because I told you I read them, that you had like just an interest in life after death or something or as, as when you were younger. Was, was that just from watching those or was it something before that? Um, mainly from just watching the shows. I mean, I grew up in haunted houses. My parents were like, my parents aren't really religious, right? They're just kind of like, believe whatever you want to believe. They're kind of, um, my mom's a little more spiritual. She kind of gets into all the sage and whatnot, but um, we didn't really talk about life after death a ton. So yeah. I would just kind of um, form my own opinions, I guess. And it was very, very scary to me uh, growing up. So I don't know, just, I wanted to get more answers, I guess, is the best way to put it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so with your mom being spiritual, what, what was she into? Just like, does she have a wall full of Ouija boards like you guys have behind you, or like what would she, what did she do? She hates Ouija boards. Um, it's more recently she's gotten wicked heavy into it, but she believes in like the saging, protecting yourself, carrying all the stones and whatnot. Um, yeah. she'd always tell me that she had um, kind of like not she didn't call it like psychic abilities, but she said she was sensitive. Like her whole family is sensitive. Yeah, um, I guess she had a connection with one of my grandmother's friends who passed away. So she'd always kind of tell me like we, you know we have people that follow us, they protect us, that sort of thing. Um. Yeah, that's where it just kind of spawned from, I guess. So is she pretty into what you do then? Yeah, like she, she, does, yeah. she watches all the videos. She's in all the premieres. That's awesome. 
She was actually, they started going on ghost hunts with me yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. They went to the first nice. two years. Well, he was 12 years old. He was a lot to come by himself. You yeah. know? His, his parents had to yeah. go for the first handful of years. No, that's awesome. You know, coincidence or not coincidence, I just watched uh, the movie Ouija last night, all about Ouija boards. And I have so many questions we'll get. I'm sure we'll yeah, get. Yeah, one, uh, one of my good friends actually consults on all those movies. He's the the head of the Talking Board Historical Society. So he's the, the Historical Society for Ouija boards. He's the head of it. He started it. He runs it. He's like the foremost uh, in knowledge on Ouija boards. And he consults on all those, the Paranormal Activity movies, the Ouija movies, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Steve, did you, did you have a religious background or like, what was your, what was your take before that? Yeah. So my, my parents, like I went to church school when I was growing up, like I was in, you know, I would go every Wednesday or whatever it was after school for a couple hours and go to church school. I, I made my first communion, um, made my confirmation, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'm not like, I'm not religious at all. I just did that because I was young and my parents were telling me to go. They didn't force it on me or anything like that. They weren't like super religious at home. We never went to church on Sundays. Yeah. Um, it was something that I did. Um, once I got done with church school, I mean, I, I only times I've stepped foot in a church then, since then are weddings and funerals. You know, I don't, I'm not religious in the, in the least bit. Uh, my mom and dad still aren't like super religious. My mom actually um, helped me found the group in high school. She goes on with me for over 10 years. She still does it if we're local. So she's super open to it as well. Uh, I think that I'd say that because like a lot of the people that are, I, mean, I don't know a lot of people, but the people that I know personally, before I met you guys uh, that do paranormal stuff are mostly religious. So I always found that to be a kind of an interesting thing that like, you know, and I, that's always my question for them is like, okay, so if you're a ghost, what does that mean compared to like heaven and hell and all the things you're talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. I, how does that play into it? And I don't think I've ever really gotten a good answer from it. So that's always been a kind of an interesting conversation for people that believe that. I'm sure you guys have probably had those conversations maybe with people that you hang out with or that yeah. kind of uh, follow you guys in your events and stuff. But like, yeah, it's always been something that uh, has been interesting to me, like how that plays into it. Yeah, it's you get, like you said, you get kind of both sides of it. You either get people that are super, super religious um that do investigate you get people that are really religious that comment on all of our stuff that we're not talking to any human spirits anything we're talking to is a demon because if anything is left on this earth that has to be the devil and satan himself um because according to their you know religion if you pass away you go to heaven or hell you're not stuck on on earth if there is something here it's not human um we get those a lot and then we get some people like us that are just like you know i'm not religious but i really don't know what happens and i kind of want to see what happens and figure out what goes on does that ever like sway like when you're out with people and hosting those events when somebody's like somebody ever losing their shit because they're like ah it's it's the end of the world it's like i don't know they they expect to see things they expect for something to happen but if you think that that's like the most unholy thing then are they i I don't know but they bring an old priest and a young priest just in case i don't know I don't think we've had anything like that so far. No. I mean, people definitely get startled when things yeah. happen because you see it on a YouTube video and it's way different than seeing a device go off in front of you, right? Because, I mean, a YouTube video, you can just kind of say in your head, oh, maybe they have something set up, maybe they set it off, you know? But when it goes off in front of them in a building that has no power and, you know, we don't have anything on us that could set it off, um, I guess it just kind of becomes real to them. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. People, yeah. I think a lot of, we, we've had a lot of people over the last, especially year or so doing this now, we get a lot of newer people um, we have a lot of people that are skeptics, you know, like their significant other believes in it, loves the videos, drags them along. They don't buy into any of it all. They're just there because they have to be. Uh, and we've had a handful of them that at the end of the night, they're like, damn, like That's something, real. yeah, something I can't explain happened tonight. And, you know, they're not, a lot of them aren't willing to say, okay, 100%, that's a ghost. That was a dead person. But they're like, that happened. I don't know how it happened. I can't explain it. I'll be coming back to, you know, try it again. 
but that's not even our, our purpose. We don't set out to disprove or prove it to people. Like we, we've had our experiences. We know what we think. Uh, we know what we've experienced. We just want people to come and have a good time. And if they leave, believe, and that's awesome. I feel like we're jumping ahead, but we're going to go with this anyway, because I honestly like that's kind of like Joel and I's dynamic because this dude's been dead and he's seen shit. And like, like I said, like I'm the one who has like the heavy existential dread at times. And I'm the one who's like a skeptic because I'm like, ah, we, we die. It's dark. And yeah, I've always yeah. been like when I was younger, like, I don't know. I was like either it's something or it's nothing. Like, I don't feel like there's really like any we're all on the same train. You just get off at the same spot. So but I've not experienced a lot of those things. And like I said, I've done psychedelics, but I ain't seen shit that like. You know, I we talked about before. I was like, I've, I've looked in the mirror and done some weird shit, but like, I didn't have an experience that made me feel more. So like, when we went like and and you know to the sanatorium with you guys, like that's where I was. I was like, I wasn't. I'm not like skeptical. I'm like open because like I want those kinds of experiences. Like I want to feel like I'm like freaked out and I want to see those oh, things. So yeah, but that's that's why I was there and that's why I want to do it again because I feel like I, there was things that happened that made me feel like a little spooked. But I, I feel like as I get older, I remember, you know, not my, my stories about ghosts and stuff aren't, aren't good, but I, I think it was like uh court in Indiana. I don't know if you guys, there's a, their state house or something there. Like I went there when working for a PBS show when I was in college. And like the story was about in court in Indiana's first state capital. Like nobody gives a shit about that, but it was a PBS show. So that's what we were doing. And like a lot of the people there didn't even talk about that. All they talked about was how the haunted the place was. And they pulled out this, this binder. So if nobody, I can edit this out, if nobody's been there before and you can get in there, yeah. uh, I meant to tell you that when I saw you guys, hey, yeah. but like, they had this huge binder of just like all this shit that like had happened there. And they talked about like, you know, they left and there's balloons in the third floor that were then tied around the the mannequin on the second floor. And they, and that's all they talked about. And we tried to convince them to let us change the story to like, like haunted court. And then like, they wouldn't let it happen because they, they for generally what they said is they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to be famous for that. But some of those things were the kind of the things that, that moved me. But then I think, as I got older and like more jaded, I think I was like, nothing. Um, so like, that's why I was like, I, when they came up, I was like, Joel, we got to go do this. It's kind of exactly what I, what I want to see. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to go do it again because like, I didn't, I didn't leave like a super believer, but like I had a good time and I was like, there was definitely some things, but you know, am I older and desensitized? Am I just not well, kind of like you? Like if you saw, you know, an old lady sitting on your bed, like, is it like, I don't want to say the sixth sense, but you know, like it is, is it somebody who's more sensitive to it that can do that than than just like little wizard Eric over here with his dumb beard, right? Yeah. Does the yeah, belief they, make it real? Right. Yeah. They they um they say kids and, and younger people are more open to it or more susceptible to it. Like right. I haven't seen an apparition or uh, what I believe to be an apparition that clear ever again. I've seen some weird stuff. I've seen some shadows. I've seen you know what I thought were people that maybe not, but nothing like that up front in your face and that clear. I was five years old. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's cool. Like I said, I had a good time. I just like, I, that's why I want to do it again. Cause like, yeah. I want to keep putting myself in, in those experiences and like, yeah. and, and I, I mean, he does too, but like he, he has different reasons. He's just, uh, he's exploring more cause he's deeper and he says way smarter things than me. He reads like, I mean, I'm kind of, I always say the point of this podcast is like, I don't want to go read all the books and things. I want to talk to people that had the experiences cause I'm lazy. I got a job. I got a shit to do. I got time for this. So I don't know. Um, so after your experience uh, with with the old lady on the bed, uh, going back to the house and everything, what, how did you get back into get into uh, this as a job? Like, yeah. So I started the group um, when I was sixteen uh, as a nonprofit here in New York, where we would just do like residential cases. So people that have weird stuff happen in their house. I mean, we live in upstate New York. We live in a historic area. There's a lot of old houses in this area. Um, so we would just do houses. People would call us and say, "Hey, we've had X, Y, and Z go on. Can you guys come in and check it out?" 
and we would go do residential cases, you know, free of charge, all that stuff. We would just go and investigate. It's giving us experience. It's trying to give them some answers on what's going on. Um, and we did that for a while. We would do some businesses, same thing. If they had some weird stuff going on with their staff or whatever, we would go in and check it out. Um, and about probably four or five years into that, you know, I, I start seeing all these big name locations that are opening up all across the country for this from the TV shows, bringing the popularity. You know, you got Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville and Trans Allegheny in, in West Virginia, all these places that are opening up that are allowing investigations. And I'm like, man, houses are cool, but 180,000 square foot tuberculosis hospital is way cooler. Like, I want to go there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want to go do that. And these places can get expensive. I mean, they're massive historic locations that they have to restore and renovate. So they can be thousand, two thousand dollars a night to rent out for eight, for eight hours. Um, and I'm in high school, you know, at this point. So I don't got an extra thousand bucks burning a hole in my pocket to throw at uh, uh, an empty building to stand in the dark. Um, even with my mom, my grandpa, you know, a bunch of family friends in the group, I was like, we did it a couple of years where like my mom got it for me for my, my high school graduation present it was my first trip to Waverly Hills. Um, it was my very first trip. And we did that a couple of times. And then I was like, man, I feel bad. Like it's a thousand bucks a night to rent this place. My mom's paying for it. We're flying down, you know, hotels. It's expensive. She obviously likes it. Cause like she gets to spend time with me and like, we get to do something together, but I'm like, it's a lot of money. How can we, how can we make this sounds bad, but how can we make other people pay for it? Right. How can I make other people pay for my hobby? And I was like, man, I don't know. But we went to these historic sites that we had done investigations at. And I was like, Hey, I have an idea. I can make you guys money. And they they're like, what do you mean? I said, you unlock the door, let us in, tell the history story. We'll sell tickets to 20 people. I'll give you guys half the money. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. I'll give you guys 50% of all the money that comes in for these tickets. All you have to do is unlock the door and tell the history. We'll do everything else. We'll sell the tickets. We'll advertise. We'll run the event. We'll do everything. We'll give you half the money. And people were like, all right. Yeah, that sounds great. We'll take half the money, you know, for restorations. These places are old. They need a lot of work. So we did that at a couple local spots first. We started branching out, doing a couple spots in Vermont, um, you know, doing little events like that, Western New York, doing a little bit bigger locations. And I saw these events just time and time again, selling out. Um, we would use half the money for the historic site. Half the money would go to the group for batteries, equipment, travel, that kind of stuff. Um, and we'd save up amount per year. And then every year in the spring, we would take a group trip that we paid for with the event money. So everybody got to go for free using the event money that we had left. And so I saw this going on for like six or seven years. And I was like, man, all these events are selling out and like nonprofits are great and fundraising is fun. And I love helping historic sites. But if I scale this up and do it at a bigger location and bigger, well-known locations, I can probably make this my job if I just do it all the time. And so I, I created Haunted Nights, um, and which actually my wife came up with the name for that in the fall of 2019. Uh, started that, had a couple of really, really good events in October, like sold out a bunch of events October, November. I was like, man, this is, up. Yeah, this is really good. Like we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to be able to quit my, I hate my job. This is going to be great. I'm going to be able to quit my job and do this full time. And then COVID hit five months later and they were uh -huh. like, you can't hang out with anybody. And that made events really hard. Um, but it was funny because probably... God, five, six months into COVID, in the middle of COVID, ghost hunting places were the only things that were really allowed to open. We were yeah. allowed to do these events because everybody's already dead. So it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we go in, we can investigate. We have people wear masks. The building's, yeah, building's 180,000 square feet. You got 20 people in there. You can, right. you can maintain you six out. feet. You can yeah. maintain six feet pretty easily. So we were able to pick back up with the events um, during the summer. 
And then we had filmed for the Travel Channel in June of that year. The show came out in October and I quit my job in November. And that's been it. And that was when it went to YouTube? That's so we actually no, that was just events. I did events full time um from November of 2020 right through uh 2021. We didn't start our YouTube channel. Our first video was posted the end of April last year. Yeah. Oh damn. That's amazing. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Been a well, wild ride. It's been a wild couple of years. You you've heard me rant about my job, I think, a little bit when we met. So you already yeah. know. Like uh, I that's the dream. Yeah, no, that's awesome because I think, you know. It sounds weird to say get other people to pay for it, but they're yeah. paying for it because they enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So it was. So Dylan was your first real paranormal experience with Steve on one of those events, like the first time you really saw something. Yeah. So it was actually um, when he had the nonprofit group up here in New York. I went to the historical house, probably like 15 minutes from here, um, and that's when I joined the group. When he launched Haunted Nights in 2019, he's like, "Hey, I'm going to scale this up and travel a ton more. So we're going to be on the road a ton, but." We're gonna go to some really cool locations like sounds cool to me i'm gonna need some help yeah yeah um, so 2020 i went to basic right after high school and uh, my plan originally was to go into the army go into federal law enforcement and you know ghost hunting was a hobby but i was like i want to go the law enforcement route so that was my plan um and then right before i go to basic i think two weeks before destination fear wanted to film at the homestead the property we manage up here so I'm like, oh that's cool i'll be on tv before i go at least and then i get back and we have all the homestead tours we have all the events selling out um, Sam and Colby reach out and they want to film at the homestead. And then my Instagram followers jumped from like 2000 to, I think like 10,000 or something crazy. Oh, like, oh shit. shucks. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then slowly but surely, uh, I started focusing more on like social media, um, Instagram, Twitter. I, we didn't really get into the TikTok until recently, but, um, just kind of scaling that up. I'm like, you know, maybe I can kind of get into this. Yeah. Um, but we did set or six videos, uh, with Sam and Colby before we got a YouTube channel, which was, so. Funny. In hindsight, which was really dumb because yeah. that they have, I mean, they just crossed right, like 10.4 million subscribers yeah. or something. So yeah. we had six videos that we were exposed to people to that kind of audience. And we didn't even have a YouTube channel to promote. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. We oh, only wow. had, I mean, they were promoting the events and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. like, like you said, our Instagrams went from 2,000 to 20, 30,000, you know, people in a few months. They just kind of exploded from their, their exposure. Um, but then we were like, all right, everybody keeps, they were telling us to start a YouTube channel. Other people were like, hey, you guys should do a channel. Um, I said, I don't think we really have time for it. We're already on the road Thursday to Sunday for events. Like we just don't have time to film and edit and do all this stuff. And we kind of went back and forth about it for a while. And he's like, come on, let's just, let's try it once. Let's, let's do a video, see how it does. And uh, we'll go from there. And so we started like promoing our YouTube channel before we even filmed the first video. We're like, hey guys, we finally launched our YouTube channel. Here it is. Subscribe. Videos are coming soon. Videos are coming soon. I kept saying it months and months and months. Videos are coming soon. We're going to do it. And we actually didn't film our first YouTube video until March of 2022. We started plugging it in like October. Yeah, we, yeah, we plugged it for like five <laughs> months without any filming, no videos, nothing. And uh, because of the reach from, you know, Sam and Colby and Destination Fear and all that, when we filmed our first video, which we did the Conjuring House for our first video because we're like, oh, yeah, so we got to, you yeah. know, we got to start with a bang if we're going to do something yeah. cool. The Conjuring is going to pull people in. So we started with the Conjuring House. We filmed it on our iPhones. Like we didn't have cameras. We weren't spending money on YouTube. We didn't, we weren't going to mm -hmm. sink money into it. We filmed it on our, both of our iPhones. We downloaded the footage onto my laptop. I'd never edited anything in my life. And I just kind of threw it together. Um, and I think before it even launched, we were at like a couple thousand. Yeah. We were at three or 4,000 subs before the channel, before the first video, um, just from, you know, our exposure from other places and having, Having that exposure beforehand, YouTube saw 
everybody from Sam and Colby's channel and Destination Fear going to YouTube and searching Haunted Nights, Haunted Nights, Stephen, you know, Haunted, and there's no channel. There's nothing there coming up. So YouTube's confused. We put the first video out and YouTube's like, holy shit, Haunted Nights. This is what everybody's been searching for. And it's the Conjuring House. And they just pushed it. I mean, we went to 20,000. We got monetized in the first 20 hours on YouTube. That's amazing. It was Dude, just so it, awesome. It, I mean, it was something we definitely didn't expect. We no. were like, holy shit, like this, it blew up. Like our, we went over 20 K subs in the first like three weeks. Like we were just like on a rocket and it's great, but it, it kind of also, it hurt us at the same time, right? Cause you see your first video hit a hundred K in the first month and you're like, shit, man, YouTube's easy. Why is everybody complaining? This kind is, of, it sets a precedent. Yeah. Right? Cause you expect that with yeah. after that. We're like, man, pff, YouTube, why totally. didn't we do this earlier? This is, this is easy. What do you mean? It's hard to get views on you. And we posted it. And then obviously everything since then has been like a reality slap in the face. I'm like, dude, you're not, you're not that good, man. Take it easy. Like it was, it was luck. You hit the thing at the right time, the right exposure, um, which obviously that helps like that launched the YouTube channel. Um, we hit 50 K subs on the channel within the first year. We're at like 64 or 65 now. So it's, it's obviously it's come back to like, kind of level normal pace at yeah. this point um but that first month or two was just like it blew our minds we were like damn we better get filming because we got to get some videos out well even the well, first year once we started consistently filming like it, it just kept getting bigger and bigger every video was hitting new highs and then we got rob in california and looking at the graph like all of our views and everything coming from that it goes from a spike right up here and then it just drops and we haven't met that since yeah we haven't we're still on the climb back up and it's been eight months since we got robbed it's crazy i mean i don't want to get you get your hopes up but i'm pretty sure that joel's parents will totally be into this <laughs> Hell yeah. there's, there's always a joke about joel's parents being like the, the biggest fans uh there it is yeah ding, ding. i don't think i've done that in a while so but just so you know <laughs> mega fans coming your way oh, you're gonna oh, you're gonna no, but that's cool. Like, especially having that relationship with like Sam and Colby. And, yeah. Like, was it? Uh, was the other one? Destination Fear? Was it? Yeah. Fear? So they were on the Travel Channel at that point. They're now on YouTube as Project Fear. Um, they started oh, there okay. earlier this year. They went to YouTube. Yeah. They did four seasons on Travel as Destination Fear. Um, for some reason, Travel didn't pick them up. I mean, they have a massive fan base, massive following. They had great ratings. Um, for some reason, they didn't get picked back up, and they were like, "All right, pivot." And they're friends with Sam and Colby too. And so they pivoted over to YouTube and they're already at like quarter million subs. Their videos are getting 400,000 viewers. Yeah, they blew up right away from YouTube. So they're doing great. Well, same. I say I don't listen to podcasts, but I, occasionally everybody listens to Joe Rogan at some point yeah. and sometimes they're annoyed by him. But sometimes he does stuff I like, like he had the, yeah. you know, the UFO is on there and like there's things, there's things I enjoy. But then the recently it was, uh, it was Sam and Colby not that yeah. long ago. And I watched that and that's kind of what like sparked my, actually, you know, that probably had a lot to do with like, sparking my interest in saying you're a, you're an asshole and you don't you're not open to things because yeah. like i you know it just was i don't know it was just interesting to hear those stories too and like i mean like maybe i maybe i'm not uh open enough mm -hmm. I, I think I, you're saying the, it to yourself yeah i mean i i, say I could have said it out loud but it's also <laughs> to myself maybe other people in the room maybe i was talking to the cat i don't know uh but no but that kind of sparked it uh yeah, another the funny other piece that what sparked it was like listening to a Steve O podcast, yeah. which again shows you how lowbrow I can be. Like, no offense, Steve O, but like, but he was interviewing like um uh, Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith was talking about his heart issues, and they start ranting to Kevin Smith about what they think happens when he, when you die because like he's big into like NDE podcasts and stuff, and then he had Maynard on there from Tool, and he did the same thing to him, and Maynard didn't give a shit, but it was like, but those are the kind of the things that came from that. So yeah, Sam and Colby were kind of like a part of that that step into like you know maybe you should be more open and maybe one day i'll 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 be 
uh, more of a conduit for this this stuff. Yeah, so. it's funny because like you know, obviously I've I've been doing it for fourteen years now, and when I started, it was very like small still, right? There was like one or two TV shows, like Ghost Hunters, that like the original Ghost Hunters on Sci Fi Channel back in two thousand four or whatever it was when they came out. Um, there was like a couple couple little shows once a week on some channels, nothing huge. Nobody really did anything with it. There's, you know, groups around the country and stuff, but ghost adventures comes around a few years later. And then there's this and there's that, and there's all these shows now. And it's, it's a massive, massive thing. And it's, you know, Zach Bagans, people love to hate that man, but he, he brought the paranormal to what it is today. We wouldn't be able to go to a lot of locations that we can go to without him, without his exposure and his business. And his, his medium tees. His, yeah, his size, small tees. Um, but he's, he's a genius. He's a genius businessman. He's grew it to a $30 million empire from a little documentary he shot. Now he's got the museum. He drives, what, a Lambo or everywhere? Bugatti or something. Yeah. yeah. But he, he's the, he's like, we had the same birthday too. Fun fact. Little fun fact. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He's the, uh, he's the, the person that launched it back then into the popularity um, for like my generation, right? Like when I was in high school and middle school, Sam and Colby are that for everybody in the last four or five years on YouTube. I mean, their channel has gone, when we first filmed with them two years ago, it was at 4.6 million, which is a lot of people, but they've more than doubled in two years yeah, just yeah. doing paranormal stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, they are, they're it for the paranormal. Like that is the the top. You can't go higher than them right now. I mean, they investigated Zach Bagans museum. They called Zach Bagans on the phone and he was like, yeah, come investigate. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're at the peak. They are, they're the Mr. Beast of paranormal yeah. on YouTube. Like they are the highest you can be. Yeah. And it's weird. Like seeing where they came from and like what they ended up doing, like that, that was more of like a coincidence that they even pivoted to that. Like yeah. just yeah. one incident that's made them get into that. Yep. Well, it's I mean, crazy I, too. Oh, what were you going to say? No, you're good. You're good. Um, I was going to say, um, I grew up watching like FaZe Clan, like the trick shotters and stuff because they played Call of Duty and I love Call of Duty. I'm like, this is dope. One of the guys, FaZe Rug, actually, he used to do ghost hunts and recently he's been collabing with them. Yeah. When we looked up Sam and Colby to see if they were going to like trespass on the homestead and like tear down or whatever, um, a video that they did with FaZe Rug came up. I'm like, damn. Like I have, you know, one tether, I'm yeah. one tether away from FaZe Rug now. That's crazy. <laughs> That's what we talk about, right? Like we have one degree of separation from Joe Rogan. Yeah. It's like... You know what I mean? It's like crazy. That's true. Yeah. And we have two degrees so. from Mr. Beast now because Mr. Beast's friend Carl was in a Sam and Colby video last year or this year. Mr. Beast wants to do a ghost hunt. You know what I mean? It's like these these guys are like they're they're really cool dudes. They're super humble, like really down to earth, which is awesome. Um, and what you see in the videos is what you get in person. That's their personality. They don't yeah. put a they don't put on a show for the camera. They're they're good people. What do you feel like? And I, this is more like a journalism than I planned on doing, but I, I have like interest because you know I have a telecommunications background too. But yeah. like with all these different shows out, like what do you feel like? How do you make yours different than other people's? I mean, I like I said, I said some things that make me think that, but like, yeah, how, how do you do that? That's kind of the the thing, right? Like everybody, a lot of people that are on YouTube for the paranormal started the paranormal on YouTube. Like that's when they started doing the paranormal is when they started doing YouTube. Whereas we had 13 years and eight years of investigating off camera without anybody knowing it because it's something we like to do. So we went into YouTube and we film our investigations the same way we've done them for the last 14 years. We don't, we don't have the background music in, in the videos. Yeah. If, if it's quiet, you're going to hear it. literally in our last video. All you could hear was crickets for most of the video because it was crickets. And like, we don't put background music over it because we want the people to feel like they're there, right? They're experiencing it the same way we are. We didn't hear creepy background music when we're standing there. We're standing in a dark room. That's that's it. If there's crickets, we hear the crickets. And we we keep it as raw as we can 
to the investigation, we don't, we really don't, I don't do a lot of editing. I cut out boring spots where nothing is happening for an extended period of time. That's it. That's all I really do. I go through and I just cut out the, you know, four or five minute segments where nothing goes on because nobody wants to watch that. And I keep in the spots where stuff happens. That's it. I know I'm always cutting out Joel talking yeah, all the I, time. I super dig that organic approach that makes it more real. And like you're, like you said, like you're there experiencing it with you guys. Hey, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, it's honestly, it started out of a, a necessity. I don't have time <laughs> to do all this <laughs> other stuff. You know, I don't have time to do the crazy editing and all the effects and the mute. I don't have time to score a whole hour long video. Like I just, I don't. In that same vein too, some channels will be like, you can't make jokes on investigations. Like you have to just be straight investigating. You have to document every single thing. It's like, that's not fun. People go on YouTube because they want to, you know, take a break from life. You know, they yeah. want entertainment. Yeah. It's like we crack jokes every now yeah. and then because we're, we enjoy investigating, right? We enjoy uh, bringing people entertainment. And what people see in the videos is, I mean, you guys saw it yeah. a little bit at the event. Like what you see in the videos is what you get. We're idiots. Like we just like to have fun. You know what I mean? Like we like to have fun. We like to go to these spots. Yeah, they're creepy sometimes and we get freaked out. But it's like when we're just there and stuff's going on, like we're just, like you said, we're cracking jokes. We're like, you know what I mean? I threaten to leave them all the time and like whatever. It's just, we like yeah, to trying problems. to get. Yeah. You're trying to get something to like chase him down the hallway. You're like, yeah, I'm trying to get him to float. Entertaining. I've been trying to get him to float for ten years. Maybe one day he will. I don't okay. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I said earlier. It's like a lot of them. And again, like I'm, I'm 44. I'm not part of like I didn't grow up with the YouTube stuff. I know what the Dewey Decimal System is. Uh, Dylan will explain that to you after the after the <laughs> call. Uh, but but yeah, and all that stuff. But like it's like a lot of them come off with start with like yeah yeah and ah scary like scary music yeah. like effects and like running and stuff and it's just like and then i i watched uh i think you were in a it was dealing in a it's always dealing in a basement and then it's just like wearing headphones and that's how it started i'm like oh, what's happening here like i yeah. thought i thought i thought you're supposed to tell me how spooky it is but no it started with history yeah. and then this is the history of it and then yeah. then all of a sudden it's uh dylan in the headphones and i'm like yeah. okay I, I didn't need all that other shit. So I think that's probably a good thing for me. So yeah, I, I appreciate that as well. So yeah. we have a lot more, um, we have a lot, our videos are heavy on the investigation portion of it, right? Like most of our video is us investigating. Like you said, we do a, like a two minute, three minute quick history in the beginning. And then it's right into the investigation segments. And then at the end we're like, shit, that was kind of crazy. This happened and this happened and that happened. Well, all right, it's time to either go to bed or get on the road for the next one. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty much it. Yeah. I always like, I like the history part, but like there's, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like one time I'd just like you to go in there and be like, you know, oh, this is the history. General Worcestershire was killed here and blah, blah, blah. And then you're just like, oh, and then, you know, you got the headphones on. You're like, Cheryl Civic. Oh, Cheryl was hit by a Honda Civic outside this house before. <laughs> and and yeah. she's nobody special. I mean, she's special to somebody. She's somebody, Nan, somebody's name. Yeah. But like, once in a while, I just want more Cheryls to come out in this, the, the woodwork. Somebody not, random, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you have to be an important person to haunt something? It feels yeah, like right. there's, there's a thing with that, but right. Cheryl hit by the Civic is like my dream right now. So yeah. if you find right. a Cheryl, that's what I'm going to be. Cheryl, if you're out there. We'll find, we'll find, we'll one. find one. Yeah. We'll find you a Cheryl. Find you. I don't know why I thought about the other day. Cause it's always like, it's just looking for that. The guy, his name is there. And it's just like, it was yeah, just it's, some, whenever the house is named after people just assume like that's who's haunting it. It's like, yeah. man, this house is 180 years old. Just because he built the house doesn't mean he's the one here. Right. Yeah. Oh, we, we had this. They get developed. They're like apartments or something yeah. after people live there after and, it, you know, become something else. And that part of history is just kind of forgotten. Yeah. So, yeah, like Poltergeist, it's an Indian burial ground. You don't yeah. know. Yep. You don't know what's right. there. Yeah. I, Joel and I both worked uh, in a hospital system for a while. We're both IT guys for a bit. And like, we were like, how haunted? I, this is like, spoiler, like, how haunted is an active hospital right because yeah. if uh you know that would yeah. be an interesting thing yeah i'm suggesting 
don't listen, Sam and Colby. Don't worry, they're not going to hear this ever. Don't worry. But in, that's your that's your guerrilla journalism. Or like, yeah. you, you fake sick and you guys sneak in, ghost hunt in an active hospital. What do you think? Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> we actually, uh, we had a very similar conversation. We were at a convention over the weekend in Ohio, and we were talking to our friend uh, Kalani, Kalani Ghost Hunter, and uh, a very similar conversation. Of he has a follower. He's he's got a massive following. He's had almost three million on TikTok. So he has this follower that reached out to him and was like, listen, I'm, I, they're sick. They, they're like ill. And yeah. they said, um, I will sign paperwork for you to be at my death. I want you there. When I die, record, start asking questions. Like that's the freshest ghost hunt you can have, right? Like that person just died and that would be crazy. Like that's actually a super cool experiment. And somebody, that person was like, I'm, I'm, I'll sign paperwork. I'll do whatever it is. I think it would be really cool if when I pass away, you're there and you you just start asking questions. No, that's amazing. I like I yeah. think a lot of the 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 science that they have around death comes from people just happening happening to be connected to something. Like yeah. you were in an EG and you died, yeah. or like whatever those things happen, and that's the only science they have. I think there was an experiment, I forget what it was called, but actually part of it happened um what was the Wishard Hospital in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, they did part of it there where they, for people that died, they put like a, a, a piece of paper that said something above their bed. So in case they died and, and came back to their bodies and had like decided to, if they had an NDE and floated out, they could come back and say what the paper said. I don't think it was yeah. successful because not everybody comes back. Uh, and not everybody has an NDE apparently. So, yeah. uh, unless you eat the whole box, then you, then you, then you pretty much the whole box, you, then you're <laughs> guaranteed, uh, maybe not guaranteed. That's not, we're not endorsing that, but yeah, I, I but I think that's, that's kind of like the. The craziest part of it and it's kind of cool that like there are people that yeah. uh aren't, aren't that afraid of it and they're willing to like have that that openness for something like that that's nuts that's further Absolutely. furthering the research you know and obviously like we've known a handful of investigators over the year that have since passed yeah. and we've gone to these locations and i'm like man if they're if they if they can be here and they're here they should be able to like they should be the ones that are coming forward they know how this stuff works you know what i mean and it's like We've gotten some stuff with people that have passed away that used to be investigators, but nothing like, you know, crazy. That was like, oh, 100%, that was them. And like, they know how to yeah. do this because they were investigating two months ago and now they're dead. You know? Yeah, like, what was your favorite movie? And they're like, ah, Ghost. Ah, damn it, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, uh, right? Next. Okay, I've, maybe it's not Ghost. I'm assuming your favorite movie is not Ghost. So I've got some questions about, well, so I was just talking to my fiance about this last night. So what, what about, like he just said, active hospitals, versus abandoned hospitals and abandoned places like what what do you think the difference is for the haunting experience like what makes the older places that are abandoned seem to be more of the attractive uh places for ghost hunting to take place versus like an active hospital or a place that people die pretty frequently uh, i mean we go to a hospital down in tennessee called harriman it closed i think within the past 12 or 13 years yeah. Um, that's one of our favorite locations to go to one, because it's massive. It's a ton of ground to cover, but two, it closed so recently, they still have a lot of the equipment in there. So just the aesthetic of it is very interesting because it looks like an active hospital. Um, I think in the mainstream though, like the abandoned hospitals, uh, get a lot of attraction just because they have the scary factor, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of plays on your psychology too. Like you're just naturally scared going in like the homestead mm -hmm. people break in there all the time. All the windows are torn down and it just looks like a horror movie. Right. Um, so I think that's a huge aspect of it. But yeah, I think with like, like the same thing with like the newer, anything that's functioning, I would, there's a massive old hospital that's still operating within like two miles of my house. My mom actually worked there for like 20 years. Um, and you know, I would love to get in there and investigate. I, I don't care 
as much what it looks like inside if it's going to be active i think the like you said the aesthetic of it right so like something that's creepy it puts you in that mindset that's why that's why you know our tickets and our videos do better around halloween it's people are in that mindset it's it's spooky season that's what they like um i think a haunting at an active hospital may be even more um you know prominent than an abandoned hospital we've talked about that too right if it's somebody that died more recently are they able to communicate easier with us can they hear us better can the they see us yeah the veils they're not as far away or whatever it is as somebody that died in 1850. i'm just imagining this episode where you guys are in this OBGYN uh like nurse center and there's yeah. like wait i'm getting something right now and there's babies crying around you yeah. I'm like what in the fuck is going on yeah right now? Uh, <laughs> it's, crying, it's creepy too it my mom actually worked in like the snuggery so that would that would add up she said it was haunted she said they had a lot of weird stuff going on over there so but you're asking, okay, I'm going to back up on what Joel just said. Are you saying that they're supposed to talk to dead babies? No, not, no, not necessarily that. Because I'm just saying, saying you like, well, you know, I mean, maybe hey, moms die there. Yeah. But there mostly be, it's babies. So you just said that they should go active, talk to dead babies. An active hospital cool. in general has. We'll edit this out. It could be residual too. Yeah. yeah that's true. Active, yeah. Active residual like beings or presences. Yeah. Uh, just the energy left behind. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it doesn't have to be like a closed and abandoned hospital, it can be haunted the day it opens you know what i mean it doesn't matter that'd be some unhinged content but that brings up like (laughs) other questions like kind of like you were saying like you knew people that died and then tried to speak to them it's like is that a choice is that you know who becomes who becomes like who stays and who goes because you maybe don't have control over that maybe like you know the the movies tell me it's because you need you have something unfinished or some shit like but I, i don't know but then it kind of tied into Joel wanting to talk to dead babies which is fucked up i don't know what's wrong with this guy but but if if that's a thing uh, you know, if it's a spirit or something, uh, just because they couldn't talk because they were newborn, is that spirit like old and can it talk? Right? Like, you know right, what I mean? Like, right, there's right. there's lots of uh, talks about like people. Uh, I think they said that people that are, uh, you know, blind and do DMT can still see things because it still stimulates things in their brain because their mm-hmm. eyes don't work. Uh, you know, and you know, if you're, I don't know, you're are you still handicapped when those when when you're dead? Like, right. I hope not. That would be really a sh- the yeah. shittiest joke oh, of the universe God. is saying uh guess what still no legs like yeah. that's not great <laughs> still according to insidious you take whatever you have into the further right so yeah. like when you die you just go into the further and then you're nothing. exactly how you work. yeah nothing's different you still yeah. have all your issues which is a terrible way to yeah. look at things yeah yeah that sucks i want to i want to get away from all these issues yeah. i mean i i guess and i i know it's a nerdy question but i'd have to ask if i if i wasn't a nerd because I, i'm a big film buff but like of those movies i guess which ones are feel like maybe ring true to you or do you even think that much about like how that really happens right and i said ghost is a joke but like i think a lot of people think that that's an interesting way that like like i don't know if you watch that I, maybe steve because he's yeah. he's an older man uh not that old but you know what i mean like so yeah. my mom watched but like it's just interesting the takes on those things and i i would wouldn't be a nerd if i didn't ask you the movie question of like which one of those like what movies like make you think that speak about ghosts the right way top five paranormal activity like when they like before they get to like the the drastic stuff in the videos like being thrown across right rooms before and... they get to the end where people are getting dragged down the stairs and the chairs are flipping and all that kind of stuff when they're doing the subtle stuff like oh i went to get something out of this room and i came back and all the cabinets are open like that's the kind of stuff that we've had reported and we've had doors opening like that stuff is realistic right like that can happen i've never been dragged down the stairs i've never been had a chair thrown at me or anything like that one day someday hopefully yeah. but <laughs> you know it's like i think those like the early portions of those movies are probably like the closest to what it is it's subtle 
half the time you don't even notice it um, until you come back. You might not notice it at all. They catch it on their little security cameras in their house or whatever. You know, the pot shaking when they're not in the room or take a bowl out to get some cereal and yeah. the box moves. And yeah. Like, oh, my cereal. Little things like that. Like, oh, I could have sworn I put this here, but it's it's over here now. You know what I mean? Like little things like that that um, people don't necessarily always pay attention to that could be something uh, paranormal like that. But ghosts though like i'm saying like we always say like what if we're the ghosts yeah. what if yeah. what if we are the ghosts we don't know how it works when when you're a residual when it's a residual haunting it's just the traps energy right it's not like somebody's actual spirit it's not their ghost it's the imprint of a moment in time left behind trapped in a location plays back like a video player it's gonna happen whether you're there or not it's not gonna interact with you it's just a video basically we have people that have seen or heard us up at the homestead when we're not there. And everybody's like, oh, it's a mimic. Yeah, there's a mimic. There's a demonic ghost up there that's copying you and it's a doppelganger. And if you see it, you're going to die. I'm like, well, what if it's just me? What if it's just a residual haunting of me? We've put hundreds of hours of work into the cleaning and restoring that building in the last four years. Blood, sweat, tears. Like we've spent a lot of time up there. We had to have left something behind, right? So like, who's to say how long it takes before a residual haunting starts why can't it be five minutes why does it have to be oh, that's that's way more yes yeah like you know uh that we're energy and all that and like that's yeah. i don't know I, I guess i didn't uh maybe i'm not a good listener but i never really realized that that's kind of the way so it, that that's what you feel like most of the the paranormal stuff is or do you think it's ever something more like intelligent and residual are tough right because like intelligent is the thing where you're like hey i have this voice recorder tell me your name and you get cheryl I got hit by a Honda. You know what I mean? Oh, like you get sure. that. But, or it's like, if you say, tell me your name and you get like apple pie or something, it might just be a residual voice that you picked up from 50 years ago. It's not an actual ghost. It's not interacting with you. It's just the memory or intelligent haunting is, hey, touch that device so it lights up and it does it on command. If it just kind of randomly okay. goes off, it could just be somebody walking by that isn't really there. It's just the energy. Oh, I feel that. I feel that a lot. Yeah. That's, why a lot of people say, like, cute. when you have a house from the 1800s, like, my house is from 1910. So if I were to, like, close off this doorway here and just keep a wall, and then later we see somebody in, you know, Victorian clothing walk through the wall, it's not because they're a ghost and they're magic and they can walk through a wall. They're walking where the door was. It's just a video replaying that moment in time. Or how do you feel about it being, like, interdimensional and it being, like, uh, kind of getting into our side crossing over. Yeah. So I talked about that a lot because in 2021, um, I was getting home from drill and, uh, he sent me a message. He's like, Hey, exploring with Josh and Jake, the Viking want to do a video at the homestead, which is the property we manage. And he's like, I'm in West Virginia. I'm coming home today. So I can't make it. But if you want to go up there and just give them the history tour, then, you know, that'd be awesome. Like, yeah, sounds good. So I go up there. Um, right when I get there, I'm like, yo, I've been up since like 4 a.m. They're like, yeah, we're not trying to say that late. We just want to see the sunrise. I'm like, yikes um <laughs> so you know we do the investigation whatever goes fine and i didn't have any energy drinks but it's only an hour drive home so like, i'll be fine um i get 10 minutes from home i'm like i made it um i roll up my windows i turn down my music the next red light i flip my car i take out four telephone poles they said i was going oh. probably like 70 or 80. i rolled multiple times i was wrapped in the wires um but i got out of it with no injuries you know holy the shit said that, that i hit the first pole i should have died on impact but i took out four or three more um, rolled my car and then should have been electrocuted when I got out. But he had a bruise. So he had a bruise on the back of his arm. Yeah. Wow. So, dude, glad you're still here, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. But we always say that um, I'm dead in like ten universes because I'm realistically I should be right. Um, 
but we've been kind of working on this theory. What if it's like radio stations, right? They say that there's multiple dimensions existing on the same kind of like timeline, right? So what if it's like radio stations, they just kind of bleed together. And then you hear someone yell your name down the hallway. You're like, oh shit. And then you just kind of, they split apart again, you know? Yeah. We get that all the time. Like if we, if we um, are investigating, we have people that say, you know, that man, that voice you just caught sounded like you on the voice recorder. It's like, maybe it was, I've investigated here 50 times. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's, how do I even know it's past me? What if it's me from next year when I'm here doing an event? I, I don't know how time works. You know what I mean? Like timeline isn't just straight. I could be yeah. talking to a future ghost. That's what Kalani's gotten a few times. You know, could be somebody from 2020, 2045. You know what I mean? Like time isn't, yeah. doesn't seem to be linear. Or right. if you subscribe to the, the good place, uh, they have like the Jeremy Baramy, how the timeline works. I don't know if you've ever seen that before, but it's really interesting how they draw that out and make it a, a comedy. But yeah, yeah like the time splitting off into alternates and things like that too, just based on our choice. Yeah. Uh, like a choose, your, uh, choose your adventure book. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. A tree of choose your own adventures. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I did. I saw this theory. Uh, so I always make this joke that Joel's the TikTok guy and I'm a Reddit guy. He says a lot. Uh, he's way cooler than I am. <laughs> but there was this theory on there uh, that, that, uh, it was like a never dead theory, which kind of reminds me of like you rolling your car. Was like, yeah. Have you read that? Where they're like, you died there, but you don't know it because like that's like a different timeline yep, and you yeah. carry on and maybe you die of old age, but you yep. never actually die of the trauma because yep. people have dreams of like their death and then they don't actually happen. And I think that was a, uh, that's always what I think of when I hear things like that. Cause I always yeah. think that's interesting. It's like yeah, different, different dimension. Dylan is dead right now, but this one's sure. still here. We talk about um, quantum immortality too. It's kind of like on the same vein as that. It's the idea that your conscious like doesn't want to die. So you get into a wreck like that, you die. But then your conscious is like, I'm going to take you to this universe where you're not dead. Somehow, by some stroke of luck, you survive. So, I mean, I don't really know how ghosts work in that sense. Or he's, you know, or he's in a coma right yeah. now and he just doesn't know it. And I'm not yeah. actually here. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he, he should have hit his head really hard when he did that. He might. What if he's in a coma? Yeah. It's like the walking dead. What if Rick was in a coma the whole time? Well, if he was in a coma and like, like dreaming of like being on a podcast, it wouldn't be with me. I think he'd, yeah, have, you a never better, know. Never he'd have a better yeah. idea than that. Like, this, this would be like there. crazy fourth wall stuff, too. Yeah. Like, like, hey, you're in a coma. You wake up. Do you feel like you've had anything after that accident kind of like stick with you? Like, have you felt like a different person ever since then? Um, I think it might just be the CTE from uh, the airbag, but um, life definitely has seemed weird. I don't know. Um, it's hard to explain. Like it's just small things. Well, we, we always say too, right? Like we lost our really good friend, uh, in 2015, he was in a motorcycle accident. He was 21. Uh, he was like going to be the best man at our wedding. Like he was our best friend. And, uh, so we lost him at 21 and, you know, he was in the group only a couple months at that point. Cause he was still young. Um, he, he knew him, but he, they didn't really get to investigate a ton together, but it's like Dylan is him. It's like the weirdest. They have the same sense of humor, the same mannerisms, the same everything. Like they fall asleep in two seconds in the car. Like that's like they, they, he did the exact same thing. I mean, they're the same person. And, uh, he was in the military. He, you know what I mean? This kid was in the military. He had applied to West Point just like you. Um, he had graduated college early. Like he was going into the military. Same, same exact thing. Right. And he passes away when he's 21. And then Dylan, you know, steps up into the group and he becomes all this stuff. And now he's in doing this with me. And that was 2021. So yeah. that was really our first full year of doing Haunted Nights. And that was in the summer. So that was like June or maybe July, I think it was. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, maybe our friend Colin was like, Hey man, like not your time, not your time yet. You, you can't go too, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you guys all can't be going right now. You can't die at, you know, 20 or whatever you were at that point, 19. Yeah. It's not your time yet. Colin died when he was 21. Maybe he's like, not you yet. Cause like he should have, he should have been hurt in the, the very, very least sense of it. And he had a bruise. Like he went home and took a nap. Yeah. That was right. it. Yeah. Lost his car, but he went home and took a nap and got up the next day and was, everything was fine. He went on the next trip. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like it was this big whole thing. So it was like a week and a half later, we went to ISS. Yeah. Actually, like funny loop. How that yeah. Happened. We went back to Indiana state. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel, I feel like, okay. So just to get deep with you here for a second yeah. with the NDE experience, uh, I kind of wonder sometimes if I'm not haunted by my own darker version of myself that I've yeah. left behind yeah. Uh, and like carried on as a new, new Joel, yeah. you know, yeah. like from that point on at age 19 to 42 here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I think so. I think, you know, maybe like you said, that darker version of yourself, maybe that wasn't supposed to be who you were supposed to be. Right. And that was its way of, of getting rid of that. Right. It was an interesting way to do it, but you know, maybe that was the way to do it. And now you're, who you were supposed to be for the rest of your life. That's always like the theme of that stuff is like, and we said it like Sunday talking to, you know, uh, that other dude was like, just the things that you you needed to hear to make your life mm-hmm. different after that event. I have yeah. I have a less happy theory about Dylan. You're not gonna like it. You know, <laughs> I play Skyrim. I play Starfield now because that's updated Skyrim. Uh, you could just be an NPC. If this is simulation, uh, they just ran out of characters, so they made another Dylan. It's like everybody has the same voice. I'm sorry. Hey, those are really big on TikTok right now. Yeah, NPC streams. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I it's <laughs> is they have it on Reddit. They have it on Reddit because I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for the rose. Yeah, I yeah. Thank you for the mind. rose. I have a 14 year old who shows me that stuff and I'm just like, uh, but it's the same thing I did with you guys. Where I was like, oh man, people get paid for that. I mean, I didn't, yeah. I didn't harsh you guys as much. Cause like I was already watching it, but like, it's crazy. Like, TikTok's not a thing. Like, oh look, they're just like, no shame. There's robotic. Good. That's, money. that is literally us though. Like that's why we weren't really in the TikTok game. We were late to that game. To go yeah. back to that. Like Kalani, our friend, he, he was jumping on it when COVID happened. He was out ghost hunting live on TikTok. One of the first people to do it. He blew up. He's at like 3 million. We were like, man, I hate TikTok. We like, got Instagram. We got Twitter. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want another app. I don't want to mm-hmm. scroll and make these little videos. I don't have time for that. I don't want to do it. We swore by Instagram for a year. Like Instagram lives were like, this is how you make money. We were making money on Instagram, you know, 40, 50 bucks or whatever. We're like, damn, this is making 40 bucks to go live on Instagram. This is crazy. TikTok's stupid. Why would I do that? They take way more of a cut than Instagram. Then we started going live on TikTok. Actually, I had a necessity one time. Instagram wasn't working. I went live on TikTok made a lot more money. And I was like, we might've made a mistake. You know what I mean? So like we spoke <laughs> to TikTok and we've been going nothing but TikTok live. So the last like year, year and a half now. Yeah. And just with that, you build your following. I mean, we're at like 30,000 followers on there. Um, just from that, I barely ever post TikToks. I hate it. I just use the little templates because I think they're funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't actually put the time into a TikTok. TikTok live is kind of like that next thing. And everybody's playing catch up with it now, like YouTube shorts and all this kind of stuff. Well, but everybody that, you know, you said, I, I get it because I don't want all the apps. And I, I I got me a TikTok and I got, I don't have any videos and I'm like, I'm not sharing anything. Like yeah. I let this guy be creative and do stuff and he promotes and I'm just like, I don't know. I have, I have a hard time like sharing myself like that in general. It's a but, lot. It is a lot. But you're saying like, you know, a lot, all these other people like have all the apps and they love them. So like, yeah, like even if they don't necessarily like they watch your content on Instagram, then they f- click over to TikTok yeah. and watch you live. Like. I yeah. guess it's always uh it's a funny. great funnel. It's yeah. a good way to funnel people from one thing to another because TikTok has 
infinite reach, right? Whereas like Instagram, when you're live, it's only your followers that know you're live. There's no live feed to scroll on Instagram from other people. It's only the people that follow you. Whereas that's TikTok, point. you're on the For You page. Anybody that's on the app can stumble across your account at all. So it's infinite reach at that point. You just go live. You never know who's going to stumble into it. And you can just, we have a link tree in our bio. Hey, if you guys like what we're doing here, you want to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, it's linked up in the bio. Go click on that. Follow us on all the other socials. Join our Discord. You know what I mean? Like it's such an easy way to just funnel people everywhere else. It takes, you say that little spiel every two minutes yeah. on there, every three minutes on there, and you just gain people everywhere. They you know, Some of them aren't going to go, obviously, but some of them are. And it's we'll have live streams on TikTok where we'll gain a few hundred, three, four hundred subs on YouTube. So it's like, That's it's awesome. just a great way to funnel people somewhere else because it is infinite. I'm surprised Joel's not got his notepad out right now. Well, it's, I had never considered that about Instagram versus yeah TikTok. TikTok that's that's, that's really their awesome. biggest. That is like the biggest benefit I think of TikTok Live. You can literally reach anybody that has the app, anybody at all. Well, it's interesting too. I, we talked to Kalani about this. Um, he said he you know he posts on Snapchat, he posts on Twitter, he posts on TikTok, he posts on everything because if that's five people who are going to read that tweet and then go to your YouTube channel and then subscribe, that's five new people. Yep. You know, if 10 people watch your TikTok, they've never heard of you, they subscribe, you know, just kind of having a, a hand in each bowl, I guess. And those 10 people might know another 10 people yeah. that like it, you know what I mean? And it can just go from there. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's funny. TikTok's kind of like this thing now that it's like, it's a, it's an annoyance, but it's a necessity really. I mean, it's, it's a thing that, my wife runs a digital marketing company and same thing. She's like, you know, TikTok, she, she'll doom scroll on TikTok for hours, but it's great. You can learn a lot of stuff on there as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. And find some great podcasts. Yeah. Hell yeah. This guy. Yeah. He's doing all that. Uh, yeah. If you need me, I'll be on Reddit. Uh, hey, Reddit's great. Yeah. There's a, there's actually, a, there's, I think there's a haunted nice Reddit somebody made. Yeah. I found that the other day. Yeah, well, it's like it's more targeted because I go to the groups that like if I'm looking for people to talk to, it's like there's an NDE group with right. like 100 people that have all died. Yeah. And then that's, that's just kind of like a, a place to farm. But a lot of those people like, but that, but that's the difference. It was like a lot of those people like already in that world. So they, they don't want to listen to it. So that's not the people I'm like reaching right. out to. But I feel like, you know, uh, everybody's got some sort of like question of where they're from. And like, uh, and again, like they want the somebody else to explain it to them and they want the lowbrow questions again like going to those other things just like getting to the science of it like i don't need the science just tell me how you felt yeah tell right. me where you're at yeah, so i want I your experience it. yeah yeah i don't know like you know it's getting there um i guess like uh before i forget where we're going with this um mm -hmm. because well i guess going back to like what you said about like just being like an energy that's in the room um mm -hmm. and i know that like uh you talked about like feeling like uh, something had followed you and stuff before. So is there any like experiences where you were actually scared of stuff then or, or not because of that? Yeah, like I mean, I, I guess maybe when you started, maybe more then, but like, yeah, mm -hmm. what, what felt most? I saw that reaction. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, like I said, I've been doing this 14 years, right? Like I've been doing yeah. it a long time. Um, we, I always just say like, I don't, I don't get, we don't get scared. We get startled. No matter how many times you do it, you walk around a corner, you see something standing there that's not supposed to be there. You're going to, it's a jump reaction. It's like a jump scare. It surprises you. You're not afraid that it's going to kill you. You're just like, holy shit, I didn't expect a yeah. shadow to be standing there when there's not a person, that kind of thing. Um, I hadn't, we do solos every video. That's our thing. Like we do solos every video in the dark. We, cause unlike a lot of the other YouTube channels, we film in infrared only. We have no external light. A lot of the other YouTube channels have a light, and they just don't. Yeah, I read it. that. It's just for the look. It's like the light. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, because infrared we cannot film be as sturdy. It's black. 
I mean, we can't, the only light we have is our camera screen. That's all we see. We walk into so many like tables and chairs and stuff. That's all we can see is that little light. So like solos don't freak us out. We do them all the time. Um, obviously there's some places that are a little bit creepier to do them just because of the vibe or whatever. But we were just recently at a location in Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, Randolph County Infirmary. It's down in Winchester, Indiana. And this place has been on the TV shows. It's been investigated by a lot of people. We had never been there before. Uh, we went and we were doing our solos. We actually didn't get to start filming until like 3 a.m. We got super, super late that night. And uh, I went to go do my solo at about 6 a.m. It was my time to go do my solo in the basement. And so I go down there and the way it's set up, is a, it's like a cross. So every floor, basement all the way up to the second floor, there's two hallways identical with a cement wall down the middle all the way up. And then at the end, there's like a cross section with some bigger rooms. So I'm on the right side hallway in a room. And then the left side hallway, there's just a couple other like patient rooms and stuff leads down the kitchen. I'm in this right side room and I'm just filming the, the voice recorder, the DR60. We're doing a quiet session. I'm not asking any questions. I'm just filming it. About 20 seconds into it, I hear a faint TMI voice. Okay, not a big deal. We've had an experience like that before. I stopped the recorder so I can listen and I'm like focusing on it. And as soon as I stop, I heard one of the loudest disembodied voices I've ever heard. Um, it sounded like a grandmother. It was like an old lady's voice. Uh, I couldn't describe the noise to him when I tried to. I, I, the best way I could do it, it sounded like a turkey call. Like it was almost like this weird, like giggle, like laugh. I couldn't tell if she was laughing or crying, but it was so loud and it traveled and moved down the hall, like quick down the hall. And immediately I break into that cold sweat, right? Like it's like, oh, like that there's no way that just happened that's impossible that no way i've been doing this a long time that kind of stuff just doesn't happen like there's no way my thought goes to did somebody break in we've never been here before i don't know how secure they are i don't know the ways in and out did somebody just break in and made a weird noise because they freaked themselves out that's scary in itself because living people are scarier than dead people second was it dylan trying to scare me for the video right like did he go, <laughs> did he go down the hall on the second floor come down the back staircase and make a weird noise trying to scare me because it was about the amount of time it would take. I'd only been down there like four minutes. It was so quick. My third thought was there's a lady that is rumored, rumored to haunt down there. She was a real lady that lived there. Her name was Ida. She had neurosyphilis. So she was literally going crazy. She was losing her mind. She would run up and down the halls, pulling her hair out, screaming, ripping her clothes off, doing all kinds of weird stuff. She ended up taking her own life in that basement. Now, they used to lock her in her bedroom down there, not because they didn't like her, but for her own safety. From 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., they would lock her in there while I'd be able to sleep. Throughout the day, she was free. She could go do whatever she wanted, roam the halls. Um, then she would just be locked up for her safety. So Dylan had done a solo down there earlier in the night at about 3 a.m. Didn't really have anything crazy, a couple EVPs, whatever. I went down at 6 a.m., and two minutes after I'm down there, I hear this lady, sound like she's running down the hall, making this weird noise, screaming or doing whatever. And I'm like, is it like, is it Ida? Right. Cause it's after 5 a.m. now. So now she's out of her room. She was locked in her room when Dylan was down there. Now she's out the timeline. So my mental image is I'm going to see some crazy old lady run into this room. And then what, what do I do then? You know what I mean? Like it was that loud. It was so prominent. I've never experienced anything like that. I mean, I went upstairs immediately and I was like, hey man, you're joking, right? Like I yelled at him. I was like, you're joking. Like, that's not even funny. Like we're trying to film at 6 a.m. We got to wrap this up. We don't got time for that kind of stuff. And he looked at me and he's like, what? He's like, man, I'm having some really cool stuff happen up here. I'm like, shut up. Like there's, what are you talking? Like, what is going on right now? And he's like, what do you mean? And I explained it to him. I was like, man, there is a woman in the basement 
And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, there was a lady in the back. I heard it clear as day. Um, I had the, the voice recorder and I hadn't even played back the one I had recorded yet. And I got up to him and I was like, hey, man, we got to listen to this back. I haven't listened to it yet. And I held my hand up to him and I was going like this. Like I was shaking. And that, I mean, it scared the hell out of me. Well, then we get into the break room so you can like listen back and see if you picked it up on the camera. And we hear like running down the hallway above us. We hear like knocks on the walls and stuff. We're like, it's actually like she's running around the place right now, just like free run. And then, we had, and then we had to sleep there. Yeah. Uh, but oh, it was just like that. I don't know what about, I always tell, like I've been telling everybody, like, I don't know what about the experience scared me because I've heard disembodied voices before. I've heard a ton of them. And I've heard loud ones. I don't know what about that one in particular, if it was just like the the tone in it, I, she sounded like she wasn't all there. She sounded not right in, in her mind. And I think that's what really struck me because I wasn't expecting it three minutes after I got down there, but it got me. That's I'll say that's the one time I've been scared in 14 years. Wow. Is that the same for you, Dylan? Like the same experience or? No. So I was upstairs at uh, the same time he had that happen. Um, I was in the hallway that we had actually just left. Like we split up and we do solos. I was on the second floor. He's down in the basement. Um, we had been up there and we heard some like knocks on the walls and stuff. And I was asking them to do that. And they were knocking on command. And I was having the devices go off. I had the flashlight turn on. Um, but he yells up to me. He's like, yo, is this a joke? And I looked down the stairs and his face is just white. I'm like, what the hell? It it got me like that. That's the one. That's yeah. I don't know what you're what, where was the most scared you've been. Most scared. Yeah. I, I mean, getting uh zip tied to a chair to iss wasn't fun in the nursing home at indiana state i got uh, my hands and feet zip tied to a chair in the middle of one of the hallways one of my happier moments yeah by by a person or by yeah it was yeah. by me i did it oh, okay there for an hour i was gonna say that'd be that'd be even scarier if it was <laughs> if i wasn't there yeah poltergeist right probably i mean because you had that shadow move you didn't see it luckily yeah yeah um scary that's so tough too because it's like after a while, all the places kind of blend together because yeah. it's every weekend, right? So it's like this weekend we're going to uh, Fairfield County Infirmary and Madison Seminary in Ohio, but we were just at Madison last three week. days ago. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like all the places kind of blend together after a while. Um, I don't know. Conjuring House when the window trim fell off the wall. That might be it. Your legs were shaking. Yeah. You look like a scared puppy. That's our first video on YouTube. Um, we were on the second floor. I think we were on a live stream. We were. We were on, Insta we were on Instagram right? before TikTok. Yeah. Um, and we hear something, it sounds like the house is falling down. We're like, oh shit, did something like, you know, our, one of our cameras downstairs fell over, like a gear case fell over or something. Um, we tried to go down the stairs, like you said, I was shaking like a leaf. I couldn't even walk down the stairs. Um, and we get down there, we're like, what could it possibly been? Nothing looks out of order. We get down there and someone on the live goes, is that a piece of the window trim on the ground? It's like in the middle of the room. We're like, yeah, actually it is. That's kind of crazy. Um, and we got the, the security cam footage from the conjuring house. And it's like the window trim peels off the wall and then just like launches. Yeah. Whoa. And that's something nice. like, again, the Conjuring House, we didn't expect, we had a good night there, we had activity, yeah. but we're like, man, this place is going to be so overhyped. It's the Conjuring, you know what I mean? Like nothing yeah, crazy yeah. can happen. And they were like, we're going to throw a piece of the house at you. It was crazy. <laughs> what? What's your favorite place to go to, you think? Favorite is tough. Um, activity changes all the time. I think one of the coolest places we've been lucky enough to go to is the Winchester Mystery House in California. I mean, that's just like a bucket list spot for so many people. Not a lot of people get to investigate out there. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, it's a cool piece of history. Um, and, and to be able to get there and have 
complete access to the place just us two ropes down go anywhere we wanted in the whole building for an entire night three nights actually this year yeah um it was really cool i mean that's just a spot i never ever thought i would be able to get to so that's probably my favorite that i've done in at least the recent past that's a tough question like yeah we go to so many cool locations like i was saying i'm a huge history nerd so i kind of i try to rank them differently right because I, ba- I base them on activity on aesthetics you know because i have to find a way to differentiate them because i can't just yeah. locate you know what i mean um I mean, in terms of history, there's so many places in the Northeast that we haven't even hit yet. Um, but I mean, I like a lot of the small town haunts too, you know, just the houses like Broadwell Funeral Home that yeah. we went to. Um, it just has such a crazy story. And then we have that attachment that's been following us ever since, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess some of the smaller known locations um, I enjoy, Norwich State Hospital, I probably hate that place. scariest aesthetic, like aesthetically the scariest place we've ever been. Um, I hate that place. Yeah, I got no interest in going back. It's pretty awful. We used an attachment that's been following you ever since. What? What is? Tell me more about that. So it was interesting. We went to um, the old hospital in College Hill in West Virginia. We were there for events originally, but we said while we're out there, we should just film a video. You know, it kind of makes sense. It's part of the trip. Um, And while we were doing a live stream there before our investigation, we got the name Christopher on an EVP. Well, that's kind of weird. Maybe he was a patient or something. The next day we go to Broadwell Funeral Home, the guy's giving us the history tour. He's like, yeah, this place was built by Christopher Broadwell. Um, he built the house and he ran his funeral home. We're like, wait, what was his name? He's like, Christopher. So we're doing EVPs in the basement um, during our investigation. And we, again, get the name Christopher. And we're like, oh, shit, maybe it's the same guy. We're like, where were we last night? And he says, West Virginia. We're like, that's so weird. And every, I think it was like seven seven or eight investigations after that, we would get him on every single one. And it would be his full name. It would be Christopher Broadwell every single time. Every yeah. time. You think he's on the wow. Yeah. Too. And like, I don't, we didn't really buy into the whole attachment. Like, I've never had anything follow me. I've been doing it a long time. Never had anything like that happen. Everybody used to ask me, Do you, aren't you worried about things following you home? Like, the only thing that ever follows me home is him. Like, that's it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> happened. And so, like, we had all this stuff going on. I'm sitting here right in this room one day editing. Like I said, our house is 113 years old. I collect obviously Ouija boards and like weird stuff. There's an autopsy table in here. Like we have weird stuff. There's stuff that happens in our house. Um, but I'm sitting here, I had the door open. It was broad daylight. It was like middle of the afternoon. And I saw the, a shadow of a person walk by and I thought it was my wife. So I yelled at her. I said, what are you doing? They didn't answer me. I was like, what are you doing? Still didn't answer me. So I was like, I'm lazy. So I texted her. I said, what are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm on the front porch with the dog. And I was like, I'm on the second floor of my house in the back. So I'm like, okay, who was that then? And we went through a couple of investigations, didn't really get anything from Christopher on those investigations. Like, oh man, that's weird. Maybe he's at my house. And then we were just in, might have been we were in West Virginia. Might have been. Um, I get a call from my wife at like 1030 in the morning. She's like, so I just went to get coffee. Me and the dog went to get Dunkin' Donuts. And she's like, we came back and our attic door is wide open. We've lived here for six years. That door's never opened once by itself. She's like, so yeah. That was fun. I just thought I'd tell you that. And I was like, sorry, I think I left Christopher at the house. My bad. Dang. That's well, that's crazy to hear that you guys have that going on. So that's still an active thing. It's yeah. it hasn't stopped. No. Well, it's interesting though. It seems like we have some it like whenever we do an investigation now, it's not the same old like Christopher Broadwell, like benevolent guy who just follows us around from Ohio. Um, it's kind of taking like a darker turn. We always get like you're doomed, you're gonna die, you're cursed, demon, you're cursed. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's still Christopher or yeah. if it's something else. Um, but like Steve was saying, we didn't really buy into the whole attachment thing. Like, you know, you see it in movies and TV shows and stuff and it's like, oh, whatever. Um, but well, people said too, what if it was, you know, what if it was something darker and negative the whole time and they were just 
Call it pretending to be Christopher. And uh, we, you know, we got your curse actually down in Indiana at uh, the General Stone Mansion. And we laugh. We're like, oh, curse. Yeah, sure. That's it's gonna be great for a video. It sounds super spooky. Like, that's awesome. But like, that's dumb, whatever. And we went to bed. We got up the next morning and I had a flat tire. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I get in the car and I drive to the gas station so I can put some air in the tire. Get to the first gas station. There's no air pump there. So I park and I'm sitting there for a minute and a truck backs into my car and then leaves. And this is all like before 1130 in the morning. And I'm like, damn. All right. That sucks. We go to film the next night and our hard drive is fried and it won't connect to the computer. And I'm like, okay, this is all really bad. That's funny. Whatever. We go home, do our thing. We go back to Indiana like a week later, coming home from Indiana that trip, flat tire, like 80 miles an hour on the interstate, blew out, a different tire, completely blew out, had to get a whole new tire. Like all that happened within like a week and a half. It's it's Man. been it's been interesting, yeah, say the least. <laughs> At least a haunting like that or being followed is just more expensive than it is deadly. I mean, the, yeah. the tire on the road might have been, but like, yeah. Well, that's what he said because he's like, man, they're cursed, but this is like what you know, negative demonic entities are supposed to do. They're supposed to like break you down, I'm like financially, because they're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> entities are dicks. That's what I learned yeah. today. I was like, man, this, so they can't be. This is getting this this hobby's getting way more expensive with this demon. That's the title right there. Yeah, entities well, are dicks. <laughs> Tying in the Ouija board aspect of this, have you have you tried to communicate with this entity with like a Ouija board or anything like that? Uh, not Christopher in particular. Um, we've done some EVPs like in our house. Like I'll do it on live sometimes when people are, you know, asking me to do it. I'll just throw it on. We get some weird stuff. Um, it's funny with Ouija boards. Like I don't buy into them at all. I don't, I don't believe in okay. them. I think they're, I mean, I think they're as useful as pretty much any other piece of equipment. Um, I don't think they're, you know, portals or doorways more so than anything else. You're still asking a ghost to use a voice recorder, just like you're asking to use a Ouija board. It's the same thing. You don't know who you're talking to. Um, if a ghost is strong enough to open or close a door, why do I have to touch the plan chat? Why can't they just move it and spell their name? You know what I mean? Like there's too many, there's too much human involvement, too much human error in a Ouija board for me to buy into it. Even if you're doing it on your own, there's a thing called the idiomotor effect, which you are moving the plan chat without knowing you're moving the planchette it's also yeah. so it's like how really know you're like oh grandpa what was our code word and it spells it out and you're like oh i swear to god it wasn't me it wasn't me well it probably been. was you just don't know it <laughs> you wanted it to happen so badly that was covered in that movie i watched last night too yeah the idiom motor yeah yeah i just there's too much human error in a ouija board for me they have a lot of cool designs yeah i mean you have to say the guy who doesn't buy into ouija boards buys yeah. all the ouija buys boards them. i buy them all i just don't buy into them no, it's cool. Um, is there anything that y you see that is kind of like the BS that kind of degrades what you guys do? Like things online where people are like just hokey and like ruining like the the art. I like your guys' smiles right now. That is such a hot topic right now. Um, on Twitter, it's a oh my fire. god! Paranormal <laughs> Twitter is like that scene in SpongeBob where the city's burning down. Everybody's running around. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. Twitter right now. Um, people are, I think, too caught up in what everybody else is doing, right? So like people that are making videos on YouTube that are so hell bent against anybody using the word demon, demonic, that kind of stuff, um, entertainment aspect of it. They, they say that those are not real parallel investigators. They're just in it for the money. It's just business, yada, yada, yada. I say, you know what? If it's just for the business and it's just for money, who cares? If that's why they're doing it, that's their job. That's why they're doing it. Why does that bother you? Why does it affect you? You just go film your investigations, put them out, 
if people like your stuff, they're going to watch it. If they don't like it, they're not going to watch it. It doesn't I mean, matter. Are you, are you saying like this is the sports entertainment of, of your, your realm? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, so people, people get really mad about that on YouTube saying, well, you're hurting the field. You're making the field look bad. If you say demon here, demon there, scariest night of my life, a demon attack, yada, yada, yada. And my argument to that is, listen, the paranormal has been around for a long time, right? YouTube has been around for a while. Paranormal YouTube is just getting popular, like really getting there. People that are trying to further the research of like the paranormal and like get theories and new ideas and all this stuff, they're not going to YouTube to do that. They're going to YouTube to be entertained. They want to watch a ghost hunt. They want, they want to be scared. They want to laugh. They want to do that. They're not going there to talk about theory. If they want that, they go to conventions. They go to conferences. They meet with authors. They read books. Those maybe, are the maybe they go to Reddit. Maybe they go to Reddit. Well, absolutely. No, really. Oh, Boom. And that's the thing. And I think people, don't, yeah. people don't differentiate that, right? Like, it's okay to have both on YouTube. You can have those paranormal investigators that are just straight science, no demons, yada, 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 ghosts. And you can have people that are like, there's a demon here, there's a demon there, there's a demon here. First of all, nobody knows. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what you, it doesn't matter. You can't, you can't tell anybody that what they experienced is not a demon any more than they can tell you it is. You have no proof either way. So how do you, you can't complain about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what people want to hear. Like they want to, like I wanted Hulk Hogan to punch Macho Man, but he really didn't. Right. And it was kind of sad. Little side note, <laughs> uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you know. Oh. Hey, uh, Child at Home is across the street from me. Oh, no way. Nice. Yeah, he grew up across the street from me. Yeah. Um, dude. Fun fact. Are you going to say something, Dylan? Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, like, a lot of people have issue with people making money off of paranormal content, too. They say that, it, you know, YouTube makes it like a sideshow or you're treating them as, like, attractions or whatever. It's like, well, first of all, why do chefs work in restaurants? You know, if you're good at something, if you're entertaining and people watch your videos why not make money if it's your hobby i mean isn't that what we all want to do we want to make our hobbies our jobs um i don't know yes a hundred yes yes yeah, yeah. yes yeah did i say yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. everyone yeah. wants to turn passions into profits exactly and that's not a bad thing and a lot of these places their stories would not survive if paranormal investigators youtube creators documentary makers didn't go to these locations and tell these stories so and they have to pay money to do that exactly so <laughs> saving historical locations too so it's like I, I don't know. I think people, like I said, I think people are too concerned with what other people are doing. You should just go out, film your stuff. I think that makes our field look worse than anything. It looks makes it look like high school. You're all just ganging up in little cliques and arguing and like, you know, mean girls and fighting each other. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing yeah. anybody says is fact anyway. So it doesn't matter. Well, people yeah. find their audience. Like I said, if they want like the music and the, you know, right. the, then they'll go to something else if they just want something that's that's like more yeah. the business then then they'll go to you guys and it's channels that it's a lot of times it's people that you know maybe they see sam and colby right getting a million and a half views in the first five hours and they might i mean half the time they don't even use the word demon in their videos but they see them and they're like they're fake they lie they're loud they're making a joke of it that's the only reason that you know that's what it is and that should be abolished only real paranormal investigators should be on YouTube and those, and then they're upset because their videos aren't getting 1.5 million views. Right. right. If, if you're angry with views and you're angry with people making money, then why are you even posting on YouTube? If you're actually just in the paranormal because you are interested in the paranormal and you don't, everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants views on their videos or else you wouldn't post them. Right. So it's like, it's business. That's at the right. end of the day, it's business and nobody has a fact. You can't say anything about the paranormal as a fact. Doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. 
Yeah, Joel oh. and I had this conversation like on the like the very first time we started doing this, which wasn't that long ago. But it was like, if that's your job to find things, then you better fucking find things, right? Yep. Like, so it can make it a little bit weirder, like where okay. like your content's not as good because something didn't happen. Like when you guys just kind of said, like you just sit there and like just hope something happens, which I think is like the fair way to do it. And it's like, you know, it's up to you and your integrity, right? Like, yeah, the sale, let's, for example, the Sally house, everybody talks about the Sally house being super demonic, negative, evil, all that kind of stuff. Crazy haunted house. It's 21 or 22 hours from where we are in upstate New York. We drove there last December to film. We did a 3,400 mile road trip, hit a bunch of spots. We're in the Sally house with me, him and our friend, Mark, who did some videos with us. And it's two o'clock in the morning and literally nothing had happened yet. Not a thing. Like we had filmed all, all of our segments because we, we film in segments. It just makes editing easier. We had filmed the basement, first floor, second floor. We had done it all. Nothing had happened. So 2.30 in the morning, we sat down in the living room, turned on the lights for a minute. And we're like, let's regroup, chug an energy drink. What are we? And we'll start over. And we literally just went and refilmed the entire video until we had enough stuff happen to put a video together. We were up till 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just I, like sometimes you just have to do that, but just but because, never you never come out completely dry on something. You just had to keep recasing. You just keep going. Something. Yeah, yeah. You just keep going until you get enough. There's going to be videos that don't have a ton of evidence, and in those videos, you'll see us kind of joking around a little bit more or talking a little bit more theory. You got to fill the time a little bit. No, I think that's good. I mean, I I like that part. I mean, obviously, like I don't, I have a hard time taking most anything in life seriously. Which can turn out bad for me a lot of times, but <laughs> I don't know. I think like I think I I enjoy that part of it where it's like you don't have to take it so seriously because yeah. like, even like you know when we went to the Indiana State Sanatorium with you, like the yeah you guys were joking the whole time and it's just like yeah. shit talking entities or ghosts or whatever. Just like <laughs> yeah. I was like I don't think most people like you said most people be like yeah you can't do that you. They just want attention. It's yeah. their own f source of publicity. They're yeah. just like you, trying you to gotta, discredit the others. You got to have the yeah, people that think their way or no way is the only way. You know, it's that kind of thing. But you got to have fun. You're, you're investigating in these buildings for 8, 10, 12 hours and stuff's not happening all the time. Most right. of the time, stuff's not happening. You have to be able to have fun or else you're not going to want to do it anymore. If we're filming for six, 10 hours and, you know, we're serious the entire time, that's going to be so draining, yeah. you know? And like you said, everything's not going haywire the entire time. Yeah. So, you got to be able to have fun with it. Like that night in Indiana State, uh, we, the event ended at 4 a.m., right? Yeah. And like everybody was going into the, the bunkhouse to sleep. And this one girl who's come to a few of our events, she brought a Portillo's chocolate cake. And it was just like, hell yeah. And everybody just sat out there till six o'clock in the morning, having a great old time, cracking jokes, eating cake. You know what I mean? Like that's the Dude, fun part of it. I felt bad because like, I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Like I, I didn't know much about you guys. I didn't know what was going to happen. I assumed it kind of looked like hot topic when we got there. Uh, it was, I mean, I was wearing black too. I was just saying like, it's a bunch of people in black. And I was yeah. like, I guarantee we're going to see a nightmare before Christmas shirt. I don't know if that happened, but like I used to work out <laughs> when I was younger. So, uh, but yeah, but I didn't know it was going to be such uh, a community. And like, it was weird. Like I said, like I didn't know as much. And I realized that these guys were all like really just like, like just fans of yours. And like they yeah. were, but you were also really just friends with them and you knew them. Yeah. And like, I felt bad that like we were so old and tired that because you're like, it ended at four. No, -uh, I would say it ended like <laughs> 11 o'clock when Joe looked at me. He's like, can barely keep his eyes open. Like, ah, I guess that's the thing go. though. Like, we've made some of our best friends in the last probably five or six years from paranormal, from events, yeah. uh, through like Instagram. Instagram and stuff. Like, all the people that help us out at our events, Courtney, Mark, Deanna, Tim, Josie, all these people we met through events. Like, they've come to events, they keep coming to events. We become friends, we build friendships with them, and we hang out outside of the events now too. So, when people get together, it's basically like, 
we get to get a group of our friends in different parts of the country together every weekend somewhere. It's a different grouping of friends that just kind of meet up and go check out a new spot because we're all over the place. No, but I, I do want to go back out and do that again because I thought yeah. it was cool. And like I said, I I, I wish uh, we we would have been able to stay to just kind of experience that. And honestly, like part of me was like, I was talking to him about, you know, like the those little recorders where you can record the room and stuff. Right. I was like, I wanted to talk to the people there because I think they like in a group session, like they would have cool stories to kind of and just to hear their excitement because I think it yeah. kind of adds to like, I don't know. I just like hearing the stories of people and getting Absolutely. captured. Yeah. yeah, we we were there when you guys were in the, near the nurses station and you had mm -hmm. a medium channeling uh, yeah. voices, which but that was new to me and Eric. Like neither one of us had really experienced that sort of thing before, and yeah. that was really awesome. And right before that had happened, we were at a part of the building when we went down there to investigate, like right away as soon as it started. We and didn't, we didn't know how it worked. That's why yeah. we ran away. We didn't know like. I didn't know you guys were actually going to do do shit, so we just ran and like well, let's do it ourselves. So and then, but let's also say that when we walked into it, it was super awkward because they were uh they were in the middle of that, and we just tripped like the the what's the one that the the place like the music, oh, the music, oh, the box. music box, yeah, went off. and yeah. that's how we found out. And it was like I feel super awkward now. But bef before that, like at the beginning of the night, we were down the other end of the hallway and heard noises coming from where it sounded like inside the room and above. Mm -hmm. And and so like we were fresh in there and there wasn't anybody there to be yep. making these noises. So I was just like, I felt my hair stand up yep. and like felt the energy and was just like, this is, this is what I'm here for. And well, like, cool I know I disproved stuff right. and we went back and a second time it did happen again. But the time that we actually tried to film something, nothing. Yeah, of course, yeah. nothing, right? And then we came down the hallway and found you guys. And I was yeah. like, hey, we should go down here and, and check this out. I was <laughs> trying to disprove. Like, I'm not that kind of... I, I, I just, like... I, I feel like, like I said, I don't know. I don't feel those things. Like, I think I did when I was younger, but I don't feel that now. Yeah. And, like, that's, like I, of all the things, that's all I wanted was, like, I want... I don't. I, I feel like I'm kind of just old, shitty, and bulletproof for most things. Like I don't scare easy. I laugh more than I do anything. Right, so it's yeah. like I, I wanted like some yeah. sort of feeling to crawl up my spine. Yeah, and yeah. I, when we were when they were doing the medium thing, I was like, I wanted nothing more than all that shit to light up at once. Because like yeah, those yeah. are the things yeah, that like too. that kind of like for my skeptic mind like yeah. will, will like solidify. So that's all Absolutely. I wanted. And honestly, well, the cool like, thing is too about the footsteps up, up above. You know, a lot of people uh -huh. say, well, that's that's an animal or whatever. And there's no, there's no floor up there. So why would there be a ghost up there? They can't, why would they be walking on the ceiling? That spot where the nursing home is, is where the, uh, the old men's TV ward was. So there was another floor up there originally. Well, that was the thing. So we circled around and went to where the stairs were to go up and try to see like, let's go check out the room right above where that is and see yeah. if we find anything. Well, there was no room to go to. Yeah. yeah. That was, that yeah. was we were like, cool. what? Yeah, but there used to be. That's the cool thing. So that could be a residual, right? <laughs> a residual thing. Yeah. Well, that okay. that that changes that that a lot. Like that yeah. makes a big difference. Because I, I remember like going up there and I just told them there is no room. It was like yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I I do have a story for you guys a little bit. So like my my history with paranormal activity is really short. Uh, one of my friends' house that we stayed at uh, with the there was a party when I was like twenty two or something like that. Um, I thought that I saw an old lady in a dress walking past one of the hallways and I said something to the guy that lived there and he was like, yeah, that's what some people have said they've seen in this house before. So like that was the closest like vivid apparition yeah. bank that I saw, but I was wasted drunk. Like I don't remember <laughs> what exactly happened there, but it didn't look like it was any person that would have been at that party because they were right. wearing like an old dress or something. Right. 
Um, and then earlier, way earlier in my life, um, my parents were friends with these people that lived in the the very first hospital ever created in Mongo, Indiana. And the top floor was sealed off. And that was the operating room, apparently. And my whole family was there. They were there. So there was like six people that heard this happen. But there was like all these people running. Uh, it sounded like a group of people running across the floor upstairs. And we all kind of like looked up at the ceiling. And the, the lady's husband uh, banged on the door that was sealed off. And was like, shut the F up, you know, like. <laughs> And and then they stopped, and we all just look at each other dead ass. And we're like, "Is this real?" <laughs> like this, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like to experience it with other people, yeah, like that's when it became more of a reality to me. Like this, this is real. Like yeah. we're not just imagining this. Yeah, you got you got all these other eyes on it. And you're like, okay, I didn't. There wasn't a play of my eyes. It wasn't. I thought I heard something eight people in the room or whatever saw the same thing. I mean, that's like Tim. Yeah. He didn't believe in ghosts at all. But um, another cool thing about the events too, it's all these different people are coming in the same place and they have different belief systems. You know, some are wicked religious, some don't believe at all. And they're all coming together and kind of giving their theories and asking their questions, you know, so it can cause activity to happen that wouldn't have happened. um, Different outlooks, different perspectives. Yeah. Different reactions. It's kind of like what we're doing now. And I guess that's something I was going to ask you. Is it like, we're we're waxing poetic on some uh some deeper shit. Do you guys like this is what you guys do? Like, do you ever like get real introspective about like why this stuff happens and yeah. how we, and is it me someday? And like then you yeah, have that like, we, so you have that group, then you can like I mean that's why I said it interests me. Again, podcast, no podcast recording or not. Like yeah. I think having that group of youngsters, because they look young to me, uh in their room and having like a dialogue about that and probably like a lot less prejudice about like yeah. backgrounds and shit would be a totally interesting conversation to have like regardless yeah. it's cool because like we'll we will we'll bounce theory off people at events because you know a lot of these people have been coming to events for a couple of years now so there's a couple there's a handful of them that have pretty good experience now in a lot of these different haunted locations but we have been going for a long time and we, we bounce a lot of theories off each other and like things that we've seen over the year and we have this you know on top of the what if we're the ghost and it's just us residual haunting the house or whatever it is we've we've started thinking like you said, timeline's not linear, right? So what if it's like little slips in time? We, uh, I thought of this, it kind of dawned on me last year. We were at, we were filming in West Virginia with, okay. with Sam, with Sam and Colby actually. And we were at Trans Allegheny. We were walking down a hallway at like two, two o'clock in the morning, whatever time it was. We weren't even filming at this point. We were literally just moving from one spot to the other. Nobody was doing anything, but like, I'm sure his the same way, but like whenever I'm in these locations, I'm always looking and listening and like thinking and trying to figure out what's been going on and what's happening. And so we're walking and I'm kind of by myself and we open a door, we go upstairs, close the door behind us and go on to the next spot. Nobody thinks anything of it, just keeps moving. But I, as the door closed behind me and I was like, wait, what if, what if, right? What if in that instant, the door closes, it's some weird time slip. It's 1950. This is a functioning hospital. The nurse that's sitting at the nurse's station in that hallway didn't see us, didn't hear us for whatever reason, but she saw the door open and close by itself. And she's like, holy shit, this place is haunted. And so she goes home and tells her family, hey, this place is haunted. She goes back to work the next day, tells one of her coworkers, and they're like, yeah, that's weird. I've had this experience over here and this over here. And it kind of just spreads. And so these stories of this building being haunted get passed down throughout the years. And it's the only reason we're there to go investigate. But we're the ones that actually created oh, the haunting. Oh, that's mind-blowing. It's like a right? Yeah, like, that, like, a, a, like a Ouroboros of... Uh, Literally, like what if we are the reason we're there now investigating because we open and close that door? 
Did you okay? So if you guys going back to the movies and shows and stuff, have you seen The Haunting of Hill House? Yeah, yeah, yes. that yeah. boom. That's like the, the cycle of like you're haunting yourself. Yep. Like Holy that's a great shit. shot. Dude. That's actually a pretty that good. That is great. Yeah, yeah, dude. Besides the whole like that neck lady yeah. floating down the hall, that would scare the shit out of me. But other yeah. than that, yeah, it's it's pretty spot. That's exactly what it is, though. Yeah, man, it, it kind of just you've warped my mind in a yeah. good way. Like, what if? Right? Like, and yeah. we don't know. And yeah, I don't know knows. if we'll ever know. I mean, I guess. I mean, usually this is like, I, I think we got, I got more questions, but I think the thing I usually ask at the end, but like it's relevant now is like, you know, a lot of it comes down to like the last question is usually like, uh, you know, what do you guys think? Like what happens when you die then? Because like, you know, you're saying it's energy, yep. but it could be, it could be more. So like, you know, considering like not very religious backgrounds, having some spirituality there, like where, do, where does that leave you guys thinking like af after these experiences that change anything for you? Or do you still feel like it's a big question mark? I honestly, I think I have more questions now than when I started, yeah. but I think that there's, there's a piece of everybody left somewhere, some way, whether it is residual or intelligent. Um, I think that like your, your, your subconscious, whether there's reincarnation with past lives, you have these stories of these three-year-old kids that are like, Oh, I died in a plane and landed in the water. And then they go there and they're fine to play. You know what I mean? Like, that. you know what I mean? Like they find something like that. It's like, something happens to you your body's gone whatever it is but something happens to you whatever that is it's either yeah. reincarnation intelligent haunting or something else that we just haven't figured out yet i i don't think when you die i don't think that is the end of you completely it might be the end of this version of you right mm -hmm. but it might it's not the end of you completely i just don't know where you go i agree with that and align with that you on the same page dylan or you think yeah, stupid? I'll tell you guys also the I just watched some crazy shit on TikTok where uh, there's a, a zoom in on uh, uranium and it was showing subatomic particles literally shooting off of it. And I was like, OK, yeah. that that is fucking wild. Like I've never yeah. seen that before. And it just kind of blows my mind with like the atomic world and everything connected with that. I don't know how much you follow like the split experiments or anything like that that go along with everything and molecules and our observation of molecules and, and how they react differently if you're observing yeah, exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. that's crazy because that ties into the paranormal too because like you were saying when you film nothing happened above you but when you weren't filming that's when you had the experiences we go right. to a lot of these locations devices will be going crazy we get some crazy evps on our live streams and we pick up the cameras and we start filming and directly asking them questions nothing happens sk pierce he got his shirt tugged off camera um we've had for example, Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Kentucky, we had this room. There's a bunch of like toy kickballs in there because there's a bunch of kid spirits. And we kicked them all around. It was like three in the morning. This was one of the nights not a lot of stuff was happening. We were getting tired. We were getting bored. Me and this other kid in the group just kind of kicked the balls all over the room, just like a mess. We used to play soccer, so we were just kind of passing the balls around. Left them, walked away, did nothing. Came back up about 10 minutes later to pick up the camera, and every ball in that room was lined up perfectly right down the middle of the room. The camera that's in the doorway of that room is pointing out of the room down the hallway. So it happened behind the camera. If we had filmed the room, would it have happened? I don't know. That freaks me out just hearing you talk about it. It was literally like a 10 minute. <laughs> we walked, like we walked back up to that room. We both just stopped and stared. We're like, that's gotta be a joke. Well, that's some bullshit. <laughs> and the camera's facing directly out of the room. It's right there facing away. That's that's the moment where I, I like asked to leave. Like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and we're good. <laughs> Those ghosts are too old for Joel to talk to. He wants to talk to the dead babies, by the way. Just want to point that out. Just want to point that out. Like, he's already said that. Like, that's what he's into. 
it's on it's, it's on record you know, you know we're gonna edit that out we're gonna we're gonna edit this out it's fine <laughs> yeah. no that's cool um i, I guess uh, dylan did, did you have something to say like as far as like uh uh the existential part like i don't know like we could kind of catch you oh, up on that i was gonna say so yeah I'm, I'm kind of in the same vein as steve like we all leave something behind but recently i've been getting into uh stoicism really heavy like uh meditations marcus aurelius great book i actually got um tattoo right here it says tempest fugit memento mori means time flies remember we will die um tempest fugit is actually on the fireplace one of the places that we go all the time so that's what kind of got me my thinking about it um but we have a very limited time you know just kind of do these things and explore these places so you just kind of have to make the most of it um i don't really know where we go after this like steve was saying i have a ton more questions getting into the paranormal now um but i think the topic of life after death is always going to be something that's prevalent even if it's not in the mainstream like you were saying earlier with the pbs not really wanting to talk about the hauntings um maybe it won't be mainstream ever but life after death will always be a topic and i don't know if we'll ever actually know no i don't think so wherever we go he'll definitely be sleeping i'm yeah. taking that for sure ghost yeah. Carnage for sure yeah not, not everybody was raised with a comfort and it's kind of like like where like lost end comes from because i think like most people are raised with a religion and they have like this destination that they're going to but then once you get older and start questioning things then you've, you've kind of like that's where that name came from it's like then you've lost that yeah and you have to figure out like what what your end is going to be so that's kind of like why that focus always goes back to and honestly like that's the question that i think even for, so i interviewed joel first because it made sense because he, he he had a whole box of things that yeah. died and like that question that seems to catch most people off because they don't really think about yeah. it, especially if they've like had this comfort after a while like i died and i'm not that worried about it again so what do you think happens and he's like I don't know. And then we talked about like, you know, you maybe he didn't quite get there because he, he yeah, talked right. about like uh, shapes and like seeing a Buddha figure and like giving the bird. No, that part didn't happen. But but, <laughs> but we talked about it like, but it wasn't, we don't know if that's everything. Like that's just yeah. might be the gateway to something else. It so, didn't feel like something else was next. So, yeah. so it's like uh, nobody, like even the people that have had these things that have changed their lives, they don't necessarily still have that answer. But again, they think that's what like gives people comfort when they find out that like, there's there's hope for it like right like and there's this doesn't feel like it's all meaningless we can all yeah. uh uh make money on TikTok someday no that's not what i meant uh, i meant something else but yeah that's fine <laughs> the first actual ghost live streaming on TikTok. imagine yeah. oh that'd be oh, man be good heads right communication there. yeah and then they, back so we could have this conversation though. yeah 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 <laughs> People stop giving a shit and they have to start doing that NPC thing. Like, oh god damn it, I was a ghost and now I'm a ghost like pretending to eat yeah. spaghetti. I don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know. Christopher coming back for your your lives, you know. Yeah. He's like, wait, how many people you guys got watching right now? He's like, I want to get it. I'm gonna slam this door for it. Hold yeah, on. he's like, check this out. Yeah. Well, did you have any more questions that that before we get because I want to kind of talk about a little bit about the a little bit more about what we we did with you guys. Again, we didn't do that much, but uh i just i i talk a lot so i didn't know if joel had something to, to ask before i got into anything else uh my no like the questions i had were a lot to do with the ouija board stuff because like that like i've always been a bit uh reserved from that world like kind of okay straight up scared to get into it because yeah. i don't want to like awaken something and have it attached to me yeah and right. so like when you started talking about how you have an attachment like i was like okay i gotta ask some questions about the yeah. ouija boards well, I mean, I guess that is one kind of avenue that Hollywood does, um, I don't know, kind of hurt the paranormal field because a lot of it um, in Hollywood that you see, it's like insidious, you know, the demon comes out of the wall and then it throws the person across the room and all this other stuff. It's like we go to buildings. A lot of times we'll be sitting there for six hours and nothing happens, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess in that vein, Hollywood kind of hurts the paranormal, but, but it also helps, right? Yeah. Cause it makes it 
people like to be scared. That's right. why haunted houses are a success. You know, that's why people like horror movies. They like to be scared. That's why videos with demon in the title on YouTube perform better. It's, it's a trade off. It's a fact. They yeah. do. Um, yeah. Because that's what people want to watch. Is that how it always is? No. But putting the word demon in your title doesn't mean you're a bad paranormal investigator. That, that's not what it is. Right. Um, and like Ouija is so interesting because, I mean, these were a parlor. It's a business model, right? Like it's it's if you look at the history of Ouija, um, they get massive spikes in sales and in new companies and new variations. Like you can only see really like one company behind me. I have I have 75 Ouija boards in my house. There's multiple different companies, different eras. Like there's a blue board over here behind Dylan. There's red boards over there. Like there's, they don't all look like that, right? There's spikes in sales and new companies around wars, World War One, World War Two, mm-hmm. the twenties, the forties, because people are trying to talk to their dead loved ones. It's a business model. That's all it is. It's people come yeah. back being like, "Hey, sit down with this piece of wood." And move your hands around it and go down the street to the psychic and she'll talk to, you know, your dead brother from the war or whatever it is. And that's when there was huge spikes in them. And going back to it, that is a sort of comfort, though. Yeah. You know, knowing that you right. your relative, yeah. that's what the Ouija board kind of was yep. for that time frame. It was like a parlor game. I mean, they've been around for a very, very long time, way before Hollywood made the movies and the paranormal activity and all that stuff. I mean, my oldest board is from 1890. And that's you know one of the old, oldest first uh, patented boards, but there was other ways before that. They had the automatic writing plan chats. They had, right. They had the same kind of thing before Ouija boards. So I don't know if I if Ouija boards were all like portals to hell and you know basically telephones to demons that I would be in some serious trouble. My friend Merch would be in the biggest trouble. He's got the yeah. That's from the. Salem uh, talking board. Yeah, uh, the Salem Museum. Salem Museum um, that one of our friends runs down in Salem, but it's a board right like it's a piece of right i think intent has a lot to do with it, just yeah. with anything yeah right? that's what i keep hearing and like so to bring even more comfort to this whole situation i did do some research my well, well my fiance did research so i have to give her total credit on this thank you Laura. <laughs> but she looked it up and so hasbro a made the movie makes the ouija board they also own milton bradley magic the gathering and the wizards of the coast for dungeons and dragons so yeah. like they obviously believe in some like beyond stuff and yeah. magic and whatnot on their own. It's uh, or at least financially. Bought, and then financially, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mill and Bradley Parker Brothers, they bought um the William Fold company. So like most of these boards you see behind me are William Fold. He, he was like the guy that patented him, him and his brother and all this kind of stuff. His family sold it to Parker Brothers in the 60s. And that's when they transitioned over to like mass producing them and like the hardboard and cardboard and the Barbie board, Barbie <laughs> boards and stuff like that. Like, you know, all of that. But before before that, it was just a couple companies doing like wooden boards a lot of them looked like this back then yeah yeah that, the, the interesting thing that the theme that comes back to a lot of these things again we talked to people that 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 trip and like uh we have one guy that did dmt and believe that he's a friend of mine he believed he talked to his unborn daughter and like it was so meaningful to him he's like i hope to meet her someday and then the guy again like we talked to the other day he he made DMT. He he did ayahuasca with a shaman and shit and pissed himself, which is one of the funnier parts of his stories. Uh, but but and he questions whether or not it's real. And he's like, I don't know because I've read a lot. And I don't know if this is just a manifestation of my brain. But it kind of ties into the Ouija board and everything else, which in the the meaning thing, which is what we like. I keep saying it because I want to sound smart, but it's like it, a lot of it doesn't matter 
if it's real or not, if it's a comfort, right? So if somebody's <laughs> like into a Ouija board and they think that shit's real, like I'm not gonna say anything. It's just like if that makes you again, like if it makes you feel good to 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 think you're talking to somebody who's dead and like makes you feel good, that's fine. But again, it's like the intent and if there's profit in Milton Bradley, whoever the hell it is, like uh the Pillsbury Doe Boy, one of those people uh yeah. making all that money off of it, then it then it gets a little shitty. Uh because that's when it feels like you're like exploiting something. And I think that yeah. kind of ties into even the stuff that's on like the they were saying the other channels and the people that maybe besmirching your good name by doing things that are weird like it's like they can be if it exploits something fine but i think dylan you said earlier like you know kind of like what who are we hurting like and can right. they sue us no nah, they're fucking dead so good luck <laughs> right. yeah oh this is chris guy's like family's gonna find you and sue you stop talking yeah. about him like yeah. i don't know that ain't gonna work so you guys are solid legally so way to go yeah it's it's so funny there's with the paranormal getting more popular there's just there's so much like arguing and everything now and i just we laugh a lot of the time because again like you just don't know no nobody's an expert you can't say anything in the paranormal is fact it doesn't matter if you've been investigating for five minutes 50 years nobody knows anything it's your anecdotal experience versus their anecdotal experience and you can't tell somebody their experience is wrong on something that's not proven yeah but it's it's cool you guys said yeah but like the it's it's more interesting when more like legit science takes mm-hmm. an interest in it, right? And I think that's like again, like, a lot of the other things we, we talk about are like psychedelics and stuff. And like I think there is more of a movement for science to like like look into that and see if mm-hmm. some of that stuff is real. And it'd be interesting if they did more of that with the paranormal. But I get again, like kind of we're saying like timelines and other things we don't understand. He's talking about quantum physics and shit. Like I don't even remotely understand that, and I'm not going to try. I did watch the Avengers Endgame. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Uh, but all that, Definitely. all that's the fast. movies, all the ghosts appear. Yeah, it's right. That's it. Um, yeah, but I, I guess like that's that's a. Uh, I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that. I'll just shut up now. But <laughs> that was I brilliant. Myself. I lost I myself. I was connected for sure. I lost myself. I got into Avengers and I was like, oh yeah. Then I, now I, my ADD mind was picturing Thanos snapping all the ghosts back. <laughs> you guys are out of a fucking job. Good idea, Dylan. Jeez. Man, come on. And we got Loki for the alternates, so yeah. you're not you're not far off there. Buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I guess like I was saying, like I just like if, if they took more of an interest in it, but I think there's a lot, so many things that we just don't understand. And again, like that was like the story from the beginning of this. It was like uh, as I was talking about, I was like going outside, depressed or something, and like looking at the sky. Like it was like the idea. It was like, and then you feel small because you realize that you're just like fucking nothing yeah. in this infinitely expanding universe. But then that also the comfort from that is that you don't know shit. Right. Like, and you can read all the books and you can have all these theories, but you don't know anything. So, right. like, same time, it's like, you're like, oh, it's just pointless. But is it like, I don't yeah. know, now there's fucking aliens. When's your next channel coming out? Finding yeah. the aliens. Come I on, mean, guys. Next it's Bigfoot, like all the cryptids. The Bigfoot's a big thing around here. There's yeah. a lot of Bigfoot sightings near near our house. So yeah, but if Bigfoot's never on a camera, that's a little bit different, right? Like, well, like there's the other theory that what if Bigfoot's a ghost? Yeah, the ghost or the aliens crossover. Right. <laughs> I don't know who the other YouTube channel is, but like, there's a crossover somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. If, there, if there are people, there's a channel that's just dedicated to Bigfoot. I don't know if that. I'm sure the has exists. Oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, there was TV shows about it. So hunting cryptids and yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I do want to go back to like, so we we were there with you guys, and I, I guess like. You know, again, like skeptic me was like, I was always curious, like what it takes to be the headphone person, like the medium itself, because I was like, you know, and again, I'm not being shitty, but it's like, if you're there, can they hear anything that's in the room? 
because if it's not blacked out, like there's influence, right? So that's the only thing that made me feel weird about it. I was like, one day, I don't know, because I'm like shittiest guy to probably do that. Cause I've obviously said like, I have no feelings. I'm a, I'm a robot, but I always said like, I, I would like to be that headphone person and just be yeah. like, cause I think that's something that would melt your mind. Like, again, like those are the things I'm looking for, but what does it take to do that? And is it, is, are you totally blocked out from everything? So you're just saying shit that doesn't relate to like Steve yelling jokes uh, and trying to make ghosts harass Dylan or pulls pants down. I don't know what he's trying to get. You weren't there, Dylan, but he said some nasty shit and I don't want to repeat <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, a yeah. lot of the times we have people who have never, never done it before come on an investigation and try it. It's um, you plug headphones into a spirit box. So basically just scans um, radio stations really fast. And if you hear like a word or a sentence, it's over multiple radio stations because they all scan it about a quarter of a second. Um, so they put on a blindfold, they put on noise canceling headphones, they hook up to the spirit box and they just repeat whatever they hear. Um, so it's supposed to remove any human bias because before that, a lot of people would just listen to a spirit box and they'd say, can you say hello? And then your brain is automatically hardwired to listen to, you know, something that sounds remotely like a hello, um, mm-hmm. having someone under doing the Estes method that removes any possible human bias. Um, so if you get something that lines up, it makes it even more valid, yeah. I guess. As long as you have those canceling headphones for sure. Yeah. That's mind blowing. Now that makes yeah. the whole experience even crazier. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. She shouldn't be able to hear any of the questions that we're asking. She should just be repeating whatever she hears coming through the device. And right. if it lines up, great. If not, you're sitting there making no sense for however long you're under. And that um, happens a lot too. Yeah. Like we're never ties together. Yeah. 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 There's times where they're just sitting there saying, like, you're like, what's your name? And they're like, Blue Whale. What what's your favorite color? I, you know chicken it's like stuff that just doesn't make any sense and that does happen um it's it's so hard to we like to do sometimes um like you said people that have never been on an investigation before especially somebody that may have never been to the location yeah and we also did this with dylan a couple years ago after i scared him a couple times but taking the bias out even more by i'm gonna blindfold you i'm gonna spin you in three circles and then i'm going to walk you to a room and put you there you don't know where you are so you don't have any preconceived notions of what you should be hearing about that location you know what i mean like if i'm sitting in a jail i am already preconceived looking for things about crime or murder or something as opposed to like a nursing home where you might hear a grandma's voice or something like that so if you take out even their sense of like i don't know where i was when they sat me down now you're just saying things that you have no idea can line up because there's three or four buildings there and they all connect by a hallway. So I could yeah. spin him around and walk him down any of these hallways and he could end up in any building. And if what he's saying is lining up to what we're asking and the location we're in, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I just think that like that's something that I I would like to try at some yeah. point because I think I have to. Because yeah. again, like I, I as much as this is like for other people, like a lot of it is still like a selfish thing where I'm like, yeah. I I need a spine tingling experience. Yeah. That sounds a dumb way to say it, but you know, I need, oh, absolutely. I need more experiences like that. And you know, and the other ones are like, ah, just do DMT. Cause that's who we talk to all the time. I'm yeah. like, maybe Pro- let's go with probably, but like, I think Definitely. I'd like to try, it would be cheating if I didn't try to do things like a little bit more organic. And that's yeah. kind of like I was mentioning, like float tanks and the holotropic breathing and like things that are like not, uh, you know, is, is chemical. So right. like that, yeah, that's one of those, like, I think having experience with that, is meaningful it could be more beneficial than uh maybe not more beneficial let's not give you guys that much credit but you know but then taking off on dmt and seeing an yeah. entity but i yeah i think they all kind of tie together and it's just like things to try so that's why i was curious because i was like man 
she's saying a lot of things that are just like dead on to what you're saying. I'm like, she has to be able to hear him. I mean, maybe he did. Yeah, that, it was but... now now that I know that. Yeah. It's like, whoa. And that's yeah. like the, the audio of those headphones. It's terrible to listen to. It's literally just radio static, scanning really fast, really loud. So it's absolutely horrendous to listen, listen to also. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was no disrespect. It's just like, you know, no, it's no, just no. like, but yeah, they could be part of your guys' shtick. You find the skeptic in the room, like you, yeah, yeah. You, you bearded asshole, like you sit down <laughs> and we're going to show you what's up. But that makes yeah, it, it, that makes it way more interesting. Cause everybody has that, that threshold, right? Like you said, you need that spine tingling experience. Everybody has that. They might not know what it is, but there's that experience that will change them to a believer. Our friend Tim started coming to events at the beginning of the year. He didn't believe in paranormal at all. He went because his girlfriend, Josie, watches the videos, loves the paranormal. She wanted to go. He would just go and kind of stand there. He didn't really buy into it. Super skeptical. I mean, he. we were in Illinois, and there was a flat beach ball that was – we were in an old haunted hotel. It was in the empty down pool in the basement. I put the beach ball on the staircase on the second step. It sat there for 15 minutes. It's flat, so it just sat there. Nobody was moving. People in the pool, people above the pool. 15 minutes it sat there. We're in the pitch black asking questions. There's probably 15 people in the room. And all of a sudden, you just hear this, like, pop like that and then you hear another hit and we turned on the light and the ball was in the middle of the pool it didn't bounce down the stairs it got hit once and then it was it, the second hit was it landing in the pool it cleared all the stairs nobody was there we turned on the lights Whoa. nobody had moved everything tim the skeptic says that's just gravity i said horizontal gravity like you can't it just flew out and went you know what i mean so like that even that to him was like i was in the dark how do i know somebody didn't kick it you know what i mean like and I was like, well, nobody's near the stairs, but oh, Jeff. yeah, okay. Jeff doesn't believe in anything. But a couple months later, we're at Pine Lawn Manor and also in Illinois. And Tim was having experience after experience after experience where it seemed like this little girl ghost liked him. It was like following him around, felt comfortable by, by him for some reason or whatever, like just kind of stuck around him. And so we went into the, ho the hospital bed. And we're like, Tim, just sit on the edge of the bed and we'll put some equipment around you. And we'll see if she gets anything. And it was like, you know, Susie, if this is you, can you turn on the flashlight? Flashlight turns on, turns off on the count of three. All right, Susie, if it is you and you like Tim, set off the device that's in the bed next to him. Whole thing went off. And it was like 10, 15 minutes on instant communication. And Tim that night was like, ghosts, man. He's like, well, that. Yeah, yeah. I can't, that was it for him. He was like, now he's on TikTok making hundreds of dollars on live streams all the time. What are we doing? The, the talking about ghosts and stuff? Yeah, he's, he goes to all of our events. He goes live and makes money. Yeah. Are you shitting me? I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to profit off you guys. No, I no, I am no, now. That's... Um, no, but no, I, but Don't I, you do need a podcasting team. You know, we're there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one medium you have not covered yet. <laughs> the night's podcast. Would that work? I don't know. These are good conversations, though. Uh, no, but I, I, yeah, I, I, if we definitely do, like, I'll definitely go again, but like, yeah. I would like, to, I'd like to be a, a guinea pig for that if, yeah. if I'm there with you guys. Cause I would, yeah. I think that's, I would love that more than anything else. Like I said, it's better than like just doing drugs, though I do enjoy drugs. <laughs> Not like I used to. I mean, I'm a dad. I work. I don't do much anything, but uh, someday. But yeah, I know. I would love to do that. So yeah, we'll we'll hang out again. And I'll, I'll, sure. I, yeah. could be. You know what? You said your, your job isn't to convince skeptics or to, to talk people out of it. Maybe it that's be. what you do. Your side business. You're like for nine thousand dollars, I can make you a believer. And then you just like. But then you have to perform. So then yeah, that's, there's uh, one guy. I don't know his name. Oh, he's a billionaire. Billionaire. I think he's a billionaire. Can't remember who it was. Uh, I don't know if it's still a thing, but for a while he had a one million dollar cash prize to anybody in the world that could, without a doubt, prove the paranormal existed. If you can prove it, he'll give you a million dollars. That's his thing. Well, has I he paid anyone? Yeah. No. Still waiting for the check. As, as a, it got lost in the mail, I think. 
Well, I think that's an interesting point, though, because like yeah. proving it through science and then, you know, with all the theories that, you know, we've talked about even tonight, like uh, some of which have melted my mind, like th that isn't there. But like you said, it, to actually experience it yourself is really the, the, the way to do it, which is like I said, that's why I, I came and I, and, you know, I feel more I was open to it before. Like I said, started with that Sam Cody, uh, Joe yeah. Rogan thing and then hang, seeing your guys and stuff come and hang out with you guys. And then seeing it, like even like you know what Joel and I, what little things Joel and I saw yeah. before we got too old to be there, um, and so yeah, so we'll definitely do it again. I, I totally want to be sure. a part of that. Well, if you can't make the November one, I just already confirmed two more weekends there next year, so we're going back anyway. So I can't wait that long. Awesome. I feel like like right now it's like I'm so motivated. I've like already like got like other people like the holotropic stuff and all that kind of lined up for things that I need to do and like yeah. go back to the flow tank and do all that stuff. Yeah. I, it's just like it's just like all healing regardless so yeah i would come back yeah for sure or yeah it'd be awesome yeah. but again it's less of a tourist trap that time because like we were just i, I mean yeah, probably less we know our way around now. yeah i was i was <laughs> way into like the history of it you know i don't yeah you get it like there's but even the stories on the way in to understand you know it was a tb hospital yeah. and like at the school and like that they weren't teaching the kids and then the kids survived because yep. like then they had those dumbass kids i don't know it was just it was just uh interesting like the whole thing was really cool all right. You got anything else you want to ask? No, I'm, I feel like we kept you. You guys have been awesome about answering good. questions. Yeah, I yeah. Regardless, if there if this was a podcast or wasn't a podcast, like I was super stoked to talk to you guys about this because yeah. obviously, like I had tons of like questions about it. Like it's it's just a it was a super fun time and like yeah, we'll definitely do it again because I yeah. I think it's kick ass. Um, and like again, you guys are super successful, but we'll share your links anyway and all that. Thank you. Um, appreciate, appreciate that. Absolutely, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys having us on. We we'll yeah. come back on anytime and talk more theory and more kills. The profit. Yeah, we'll yeah. I, mean, I have so many questions that are like even unrelated, where it's just yeah. like friendship that we can talk about later. Absolutely. that aren't necessarily related to this. But yeah, I had a good time hanging out with you guys. A good time talking to you. So yeah, yeah appreciate awesome. you guys so much, man. It's awesome. Thank All right, thank you guys. Thanks, dude. We'll be in touch. Thank you. All right, see you guys. Yeah. Cool. Bye. That was dope. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've been really looking forward to that. I know it's been kind of delayed because we were at the Indiana State Sanatorium. How long ago? Like a month or two ago? Um, what was it? October or uh, September 1st? So it's been like a month. It was a, like a month ago. Yeah, it was a good time. Well, we didn't spend a lot of time with those guys, but we did. Uh, I mean, we talked to them for a little bit, like on the way out, but like we didn't understand necessarily what it was. But I think after being through and understanding how it worked, I think we would have probably mm -hmm. done it differently. It, again, like less touristy. We might have stayed with them a little bit more to see what they're doing. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was just a different experience. So I look forward to hopefully going out there and doing it again, uh, apparently in a month. Yeah, I would definitely like to stick with them the whole time if we do go back, just because of the whole uh, experience with the mediums and uh, the voices and things that are going on. Yeah, and I, I again, like I kind of pitch myself saying like that's what i would like to do is be yeah. that and it seems like that's that's kind of changed that dynamic for me to understanding like that it's noise canceling but if i actually got to do it and it was noise canceling and i knew i couldn't hear them and like you came up to me and showed me a video later, oh like, dude yeah i will film it fucking eric like you just said all the shit that he was saying like, oh my god yeah like that that to me would be like an, a a golden experience to being able to like have you do it being me on the other side actually filming it being able to see the reactions of everybody else in the room to what you're saying out loud or yeah anything. yeah but well, you know but i said if you go to the, the haunted nights on um uh YouTube, uh, I guess they're on everything, Haunted Nights. Um, but also, uh, 
their Haunted Nights events is their website, I think, where you can actually go and do this stuff with them. Like I said, we we had a, it was like 6.30 to 4 in the morning where we're allowed to actually just kind of freely explore, explore the Indiana State Sanatorium. But they do these all across the country, uh, all these different sites. So like Joel and I kind of went and wandered on our own after we had a tour and they showed us everything. They told us where to go, what not to go and like a little bit of the background without spoiling uh, the ghost stuff. So we we didn't know what we would encounter. Uh, and then again, like if you're there, you can actually go through with them and do all the they, they do actually the same things that they do uh, on their on the show, uh, but in front of everybody and they involve people. Uh, super good time. Again, Joel and I are old. So we didn't make it to four, we made it to like <laughs> 11 and then a two hour drive home, which if you missed, Joel slept the whole way on my shoulder. No, he didn't. It wasn't on my shoulder. But uh, yeah, so if you're interested in doing that, like they are super legit as far as, like I said, there's not a lot of hype to it. They're just, uh, they go in and they get straight to business. There's no overselling. It's more about history and just actually how it works. The raw organic process. Yeah. And again, if you are interested in... Some of these topics that we talk about that we've gone over or and you want to participate uh, either to be on this or to talk about how you feel or whatever, just find us. Smash that subscribe button or hit that bell or whatever the things that these kids say. It's not the same because it's on a podcast. So sub- subscribe to where all your podcasts are. Uh, and find us on TikTok at Lost End Podcast. Yeah, we have a TikTok. We have a Reddit. We have an Instagram. Uh, but some some more glorious than others. But we're new and we'll get there. Word. All right. Let's wrap it up. Stop.